Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. Manny Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm, or as many of you now know him as Mad Dog Manny Aurora, when he stops into the Golden Scissors studio, he is the best when it comes to criminal law. If you got any troubles and you need somebody, reach out to the Aurora Law Firm. The AuroraLawFirm.com, all right? Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide. Now, if you got a question for Manny when he pops into the Golden Scissor Studio, you can call our hotline at 404-369-3825 or shoot us a message from our website, podcastthebs.com. Everybody needs a friend. Everybody needs an ear, and that's why Dr. David Markwell and Ridgeline Counseling are the best at what they do. Ten different therapists who work with Dr. David Markwell at Ridgeline Counseling. If you're in the Georgia area, East Cobb, Marietta, near the Square in McKaysville, right outside of Blue Ridge. And they assist with a wide variety of behavioral health issues like anxiety, depression, relationship issues, parenting issues, trauma, substance use issues, etc., offering virtual sessions if you can't get to the georgia stops the website markwelltherapy.com again markwelltherapy.com fall is right around the corner and the leaves will begin to well fall nobody likes the hassle of cleaning out those gutters that's where inspect all pest services comes in they do gutter cleaning gutter toppers to keep those gutters clean year-round and full gutter replacement in addition to gutters they also do pressure washing to keep your house and driveway looking brand new Inspect all pest services. Call them today. 770-483-2420. 770-483-2420. Mention the BS. Receive 10% off your gutter or pressure washing needs. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. <laughs> and by God, this is the BS. All right, there it is. Episode 112 of the BS. Thanks for being here. My name is Jason Bailey in the Golden Scissors studio, sponsored by Gorenstein and Watkins. They are the best at what they do. Using them right now, which I'll get to here in just a second. GWTrial.com, GWTrial.com, 470-491-0808. They are trial litigation attorneys, personal injury, wrongful death, contracts, transactions, tenant disputes, landlord disputes, tenant disputes. Did I say that? Tenant disputes. GWTrial.com. All right, Nader Tater, Vader, the masturbator. We're having some... Technical difficulties, not only on his end, but our end as well. We can hear you, though, correct? I hope so. Yeah. Hola. <laughs> we can hear you. Uh, Brandon has no power, so we, we don't hear or see him. Uh, so he's just SOL. At least that's what his excuse is. Yeah. Uh, but the extremely beautiful, oh, so happy, the vivacious Nikki D is in the studio with me. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just... Uh, Drives me nuts when, you know, our, our, our equipment lags, you know, um, 
it's if, it, if it's one thing to have Nate have a problem, but I have a problem too. It just just sucks. I don't know. Just sometimes technology blows. It's the rain's fault. It's the rain's fault. Blame it on the rain. Blame it on the rain. <laughs> mm, I don't know. I, you know what? I, I think it's the video stuff, the settings. I just don't understand video settings. So I don't. I don't know how it is. Like, yeah. So I don't know. Um. Anyway, whatever. Okay. <laughs> So I'll just, I'll just, I'll just leave it as is. And then I'm actually, I'm recording on the, you know what? The OBS I think is fine. Actually, maybe it's not. I don't no, know. It's no, not. It's slow too. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure it out. Well, as, as uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. At least we got the audio. The audio is working. That was the important thing. It is. I had the audio crash yeah. on me the other day. And when the audio goes, that's bad. Cause we're a uh, primary audio show. That's what it is. Okay, so uh, I, I know I, I post this on social media and I said you're going to have to wait, you know, because we record early and all that kind of stuff. But I had said that I'm getting sued. And, of course, I didn't give any more explanation. Vague booked us big time. And people then says say I was vague booking. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between vague booking, which Nikki D is the masteress of. <laughs> And giving a good old-fashioned radio tease. There's a difference. And that's what I was doing. I was giving an old-fashioned tease. Well, you're right. You're right. Because you did say you were being sued. So you weren't vague except by the who. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I didn't write the whole story. Can can you ever give all the information that everyone needs? No. No. That's why it's a tease. Well, no. It's just you you can't even if I were to sit there and write an entire paragraph. People are still going to want to ask questions. You know, and there's, there's, I find myself having issues posting things on social media in long form because I can't express what I'm trying to express. You never can get across what you're trying to express by typing it. You by typing talk it. About you got to talk about it. You need the, mm-hmm. the, by, hey, there's Nate again. Oh, there he goes. He's gone. He drowned in his water filter. <laughs> you don't want to come on here anyway because we're lagging. We're slow. It's, it's a shit show today. Uh, so, so, the black cloud from this past week, I believe, Nate, correct me. It's the one about me firing the cleaning lady, right? Correct. Yeah, okay, that's good. right. All right. Well, this is going to work out perfectly. So, uh, her last. So, so just to refresh, uh, we have a cabin. We Airbnb it. Most people know that we've been doing it for a very long time. It's called Paradise City. Uh, it's in North Georgia, Mineral Bluff, to be exact. The only issue we have or we've ever had is not really the guest or anything like that. It's just the people in North Georgia are a different breed of people. I mean, you guys, not everybody, but for the most part, and even the people that are normal that live up there agree with me. It's like the hills have eyes. These people <laughs> are just fucking stupid. And again, not everyone, okay? I'm not calling y'all stupid because you know the ones that I'm talking about if you live up in this area. And and when I say stupid, like most people are either textbook smart or common sense smart. You have some people that kind of dabble in, in a little, but very rarely do you find someone that's neither. Mm. That's what these people are. They're neither. That's that's what they check off for their sex. Neither. 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 Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what they check. See, they're neither. So uh, so the, this this cleaning person, when we initially hired her because we had just fired the one previously, and I told the whole story about that on Wednesday, 
um, she just the lady before just wasn't showing up. Like she, her girls weren't showing up. Like after three times, you, you gotta you gotta cut ties. So we find this lady. Actually, we found this lady because she cherry picked from the lady we had just fired. Because I was looking for a trash person, and this woman's husband picks up trash. Now, find somebody that picks up trash up in this area is is like needle in a haystack. Oh, yeah. So you said you was going to give her a trial one before going with him. Right. So I was like, oh. And, th- and then he was like, well, my wife cleans. And I was like, oh, perfect. And he was kind of a dick on the phone I called him. You know, he was like, what? Bleh. Like, no phone manners whatsoever. I'm like, is there somebody else I can talk to? I was like, you're kind of an asshole, you know. So his wife was very pleasant and very nice, and she's like, well, you know, I clean houses if you ever need me. So I ended up hiring her, and she goes, are you going to use my husband, too? I said, well, let's just wait to you know, make sure this relationship works out first. So it was very, I was honest with her, and, you know, because I'm not going to uh, double dip. Right. If, and then it doesn't work out, right. and here we are. You don't know if, the, if the, the nacho cheese is good, but, you know, let's just try the Tostitos first, right? <laughs> let's, let's not go all in. Let's not get crazy. So, uh, so, you know, the first couple times it was okay. It was good there. You know, it's, there's going to be learning curves in this. Anytime you start a new relationship, a business relationship with someone as they get their feet under them. And, you know, you have things that you want done the way you want done. You just have to convey that, communicate that in a way where you're not being bossy, bossy. Right. And I did that. I know I did that. And, uh, and then it just like, I mean, this is within weeks. It just knows it was a lemming, just jumped off the cliff. Everything went to shit. And she couldn't show up at some times. So she would get this third party cleaning company and they didn't do a very good job at the times that they were there, at least allegedly. That's what she was telling me. She would always blame it on this other third party, but I'm like, it's your responsibility. I don't care about them. It's your responsibility. And I don't even know if that's true. Like, I think that there's been some fibbing going on because I've talked to that third party party cleaning company and she's actually a very nice woman. And I, I, I'm, I'm leaning to believing her just because of, she's been very honest and she's been very, uh, forthcoming and, and full disclosure and all that shit. So, uh, so her husband, so that's the story, right? So then I ended up firing her and this wasn't that long ago. This was just the other week. I ended up firing her because we had guests that checked in and her girls just left. Like, literally just left. Because they couldn't get around the plumber. Because they couldn't get around the plumber, <laughs> which is bullshit. And, 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 and this wasn't the first time. This was like the third time. There was a time prior that it was so bad, this poor girl, all she wanted to do was take her mom to my cabin. So embarrassing. She says it was the worst Airbnb she'd ever been in. Wow. Because it was so dirty. Because she didn't do her job. That reflects on me, not her. So I refunded this woman her money, even though that's against our policy. I mean, once you check in, you're checked in. But I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't with a clear conscience charge this girl to stay. Right. You know, when, when it was like that, even, you know, the, the experience was ruined and I can understand that and I can appreciate that. So that was big time money out of my pocket. And so, uh, so I'm like, okay, well, you know, I gave her another chance. I didn't, I didn't even fire her at that time. And that was a fireable offense. Oh, absolutely, because that wasn't the first time. You know, this was now we're on to like the second or third time. But right. to find another person that does it up there, it's like beggars can't be choosers. Right. You know, so, but you cannot dumb down the quality of your brand 
because of someone else's incompetence and stupidity. Especially not with cleaning. We still got diseases running around here. People catching things. You have to clean. But literally, how fucking hard is it to, to take a vacuum? Or in a in, like I I I I clean. I used to clean all the time. <laughs> it, like I'm a clean freak, matter of fact. How difficult is it to say, okay, if there is said square box room, right? Mm-hmm. And I have to clean said box square room. I would then start there and finish here. Right? Exactly. Point A to point B. Exactly. I'm not bouncing around, maybe picking this up. Maybe That's what was happening. So anyway, uh, this the last guest uh, with this person checks in, and, uh, and then she texts me later on and says, hey, tell your cleaning people, don't worry about it. We'll finish We'll finish up. We'll, we'll do the laundry and make the beds. I'm like, what? They just left the laundry out. They never made the beds. <laughs> like, what are you doing? So, so I called the clean lady, and I freaked out, and I'm yelling. You know, now I'm pissed. Uh, and rightfully so. And she starts freaking back out on me because she's a dumb hillbilly. And and and, and, and that and that's what they do. They have the, the they they play tough, but they have the thinnest skins I've ever seen. Like you, at some point in time, even I would be the first to admit this. If I make a mistake, someone has every right to yell and scream at me. No. Absolutely. Oh, no. yes, they do. No. If I've made the same mistake over and over again and I am working for someone else, if I if I am if I have a boss, which I've had most of my life, and I've been screamed and yelled at before, and if I'm wrong, I sit there and fucking take it. Because you're wrong. You've had numerous opportunities to fix it. And I can remember numerous times getting ripped to shreds and not and not yelling back because I mean now if I'm if I'm right and they're wrong then I'm going to yell back you know then we're going to get into a conversation but if I'm wrong you identify that like uh, it's it's to yell at somebody because they've done something wrong though after six times five times absolutely you yell at your children not grown people well you of course you don't even put a Christmas tree up for your children you yell at me it's going to be a problem. Well, if you screw up enough times, you you, you, you know, the person's going to be angry. They're going to be upset. You can be angry and you can talk angry without yelling and, or cussing at me. You did cuss the lady out, too. Um, well, I didn't. See, that's the other thing is that, no, I didn't cuss her out. Cussing someone out. Nate, do you agree with this? If I were to cuss you out. I would say, fuck you, Nate, you fucking stupid motherfucker. You're such a fucking asshole. You shit dick, ass fuck, motherfuck, dick suck. Okay? That would be cussing someone out, correct? I think we lost him. He's muted. But that, agree? That would be cussing someone out? That would, excessively, yes. So I didn't do that. I did not do that. What I did was, I said, what the fuck is going on? How can you fucking do this? There's a difference between the two. Nope. Well, she immediately felt offended because you said the F word. Absolutely. That's a very strong cursing word. Absolutely. If you would have said, what the hell? Like, what's happening? Then she might not have been. That's not my problem. You know who else has a, uh, has a problem with the F word? Who? When you use it and when you're angry. Who? Is Middle Eastern customer service representatives. <laughs> they do. They will give you one warning and then they'll hang up on you. <laughs> I had it happen the other day. <laughs> it gave me one morning. I did it again. And that joker wasn't playing, man. He's like, I must disconnect you now. <laughs> you won't say the F word to me, though. Yeah, he's like, go fuck yourself. His name was Murdoch. <laughs> like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Hang up. 
Uh, anyway, so so she's I, I fired her right. I was like, you're done, and and I got all my ducks in a row before I did that. And uh, but I was nice about it. I you know I shot her a text because I wanted it in writing. I said your services are no longer needed. Thank you. Good luck. That kind of thing. And well, I, I didn't like go in this long text and say, you know, go fuck yourself. You know, you're fired. Hope you eat a dick. You know, I didn't say anything like right. that. Right. So I was, I was, I was, I was very, very cool about it. But she did not get paid for the last, what we call them turns. Well, she shouldn't have. She didn't do the job. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. She shouldn't have got like there were times where she didn't do the job to our agreement and I still paid her. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's a problem. And in this situation, I told her I wasn't going to pay her and she agreed verbally. And then she says, you know what? Why don't you give $60 to the guest and, and tell him to go out to dinner on me? Oh, wow. And the guest tipped the girls after they came because they did come anyway. There's two girls that came. They weren't even from her company. They were from another company, this third-party company. Oh. They weren't even her girls. Those girls got paid by their boss. Okay. And 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 so the the and, and if anybody should be upset, it's the it's that that woman. She should be coming after me for the money, but she's not. So I get a text the other day from this uh, woman's nut job husband, uh-huh. and uh, he. The, the short of it is, is he's like, you know, pay pay me this or I'm going to put a mechanical lien against your, your property. And I What is a mechanical lien? So, if if you remember why my mother and I stopped talking, it was yes. for the same thing. Oh. Which, th- that's the other crazy part about this story is that, um, like, so now that my mother and I have reconnected after 17 years... You're getting sued again. I'm getting sued again. <laughs> possibly, way. allegedly. I, I, nothing, oh nothing's goodness. for certain yet. But for the for the same thing. That's crazy. Is that not just like weird full circle shit? <laughs> Very full circle. Crazy stuff. That is insane. How much money does he want you to give him? $165. $165. It's going to cost him more to fight that. Or no, story. actually, it's more than that. I think it's like $179. I don't know what it is. It's hundred whatever whatever the cleaning fee is that we charge and we pay, because we just pay them the cleaning fee. That's crazy. Yeah, so yeah. So that's, that's what he wants. And so, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of threats. So I responded back with, uh, you know, I said, I, I hope you understand the whole story and everything that's behind this. And I briefly detailed what I just told everybody else here in long form. And uh, I said, um, yeah, I mean, that that's the story. You're more than welcome to, to take me to court. Actually, I love this stuff, so I look forward to it. I said, so, <laughs> you know, I go, you know, if you, if you need anything, you can contact my attorneys. And so then I get a hold of Tyler Watkins. And Tyler, Tyler Watkins from, from Gorenstein and Watkins, he's, he thinks this whole thing's funny. He goes, you got to be kidding me. He's like, nobody does this. Not for, not for a hundred and some bucks. <laughs> so this is absurd. So he rattled, he writes off this letter to them mm. saying that I'm going to counter sue for the money that they cost me. Wow. So I, it, nothing's for certain yet. They still have to file. And, uh, I bet when they got that letter, they were like, Oh, shoot. Well, they, they thought they were going to scare me, is mm-hmm. what they, like. So, before they did this, they were asking people that I know what a mechanical lien is. They don't even know what it is. So, they didn't know how to file one. So, they have no idea what they're doing. 
They're just somebody told them, and now they're trying to do it. <laughs> you know, it, 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 because they asked the this third party cleaning lady. You know, hey, can we do this? Can we do? They, they were like really trying to figure it out. So from what I from what I've heard, it's not so much the woman; it's her husband. It's the tough guy, thin skinned husband. Right. You know that he's gonna get some. Money. He's like, man, the city boys ain't gonna be fuck a sheep. You know that kind of thing. So he's the one that's all pissy. And, you know, he's, I'm sticking up for my woman, man. I'm making me some dinner, bitch. You know, my wife gets one of So that's probably what he's doing behind the scenes. I'm going big lots, get me a new couch because I'm watching some TV. Going to get money from the guy. I'm going to shoot him with chemical link. What language is that? That's fucking dumbass hillbilly. That's what language that is. Dumb dumb. Yeah. So so that that's that. You know. So now we just have to sit back and wait and see uh see what's next. It's very exciting. I, I love see. this stuff. I don't think anything's gonna come of it. It's gonna cost them more money to try to fight this in court than a hundred and seventy nine dollars. Yeah, you are correct. You are oh. correct. But do you, when you, how do you file like a lien? Like do you have to go to the courthouse or can you just submit it online, you think? No, I think you got to go to the court. You definitely probably have to go to the courthouse up there. Um, yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> but but when you do it, you got to do it at like a forty-five degree angle, so you're leaning. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you just you, there's paperwork that you have to fill out, and you have to give a reason. So it's not like see. Here's the other thing: is that people think that oh, I can you know like especially contractors will do this a lot is when they're not happy or they'll use it as a, as a scare tactic um, when they're not getting what they want or they want more or something like this. And, you know, you have some shady contractors out there. Now you have some shady consumers as well, but you have shady contractors that will, you know, give you an estimate or agree on a price verbally, but when it's all said and done, they'll want a significant amount of money more. And what they'll do is they'll threaten to tear apart their work and the, the parts that you're, the, the items or parts or whatever that you've already purchased, if you don't pay them. And then if you get into a, you know, dispute with them, tell them to go fuck themselves. They're saying, okay, I'm going to put a mechanical lien against your property. Now, anyone really can do this. The, the rights for renters and contractors and stuff is, is, is really kind of wild, wild west, but it's not as cut and dry as these people think they are like these dumb dumbs. It's not that you walk in and say, because we have the cabin up for sale, right? Mm-hmm. So it would, if there were a lien, they, they, people think if there's a lien against the property that you can't sell something. That's not true. You can. It's just you work whatever the uh, the the lien amount is. You tell you have to have full disclosure and you tell the, the buyers, hey, look, there's a lien against this property. Here's the situation. Here's the story. It's costing hundred and some bucks. And you just work that into the deal, and then they pay the hundred and some bucks whenever it is. Right. So it's not it's not going to hurt me at all, right? It's not it's not that big of a deal. Um, and so you, but when you file the stuff, there's a lot of deadlines. You have to make sure you're hitting certain deadlines, but it still has to get approved. Like there has to be legitimacy behind the lien. You can't just walk into liens are us and say, Hey, I want to, that, that house is mine. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't work like that. So th- there's, there's a process to it that's ongoing. And I didn't realize that when my mother did it to me, 
you know, 17 years ago, but I've now come to understand because I've, I've, I've not had to go through it bef- uh, since then, but I, you know, Rachel deals with it in real estate, obviously all the time. And, um, when we actually, when we moved, when we bought this, this house that we're in now eight years ago, r- remember the guy that owned it before went crazy. And then there were, there were, uh, squatters in this house and then it was up for foreclosure. I mean, it was a mess. Cops were here all the time. That's why like when we moved in and started doing all these things to the house, the neighbors came over with cookies and they're hugging us. They're like, Oh my <laughs> God, I love you. Thank you for moving in. You know, It was like a big to do. So, um, so yeah, so the, 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 there was, I found out we were trying to do something and there was some type of provision or I don't know if it was, it might've been a lien or something because there was an unpaid bill from the previous owner. It doesn't transfer to the new owner. It follows the owner. The, 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 that it's under. Yeah, that it's under. Yeah. So I just had to clear it with them. Like, Hey dude, I have no idea who Nuck Nuck Nimbabwe is. He's the person that owes you twelve hundred dollars, not me. Can you please take this off my property? Right. Like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. And it was it was very easy. City of Roswell, where I live in Georgia, is very, very, very easy to deal with. the The experiences that I've had with them, ever everyone from you know Patty in the Water Department to people in the business office, it's been very pleasant. You know, and it's small town America, so you get you know like when you call, somebody picks up the phone, which is great. You know. So anyway, so I'm, I, I'm, I'm being threatened of being sued. That's what I should have put on Facebook. Uh, not, I was threatened. I was threatened last week. I just thought about that. Of being sued? Well, not me personally, but I was at work and this guy comes in and he, he asks to speak to my GM and I'm like, he's not here. And he's like, well, where is he? I'm like, well, he's not here. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't keep him in my back pocket. <laughs> he's like, well, I want you to know that um, you're going to be slapped with the lien here in the next two days. And I said... Okay, like this is not mine. I don't own it. So he's like trying to threaten me. He's like, well, he said I didn't fix the light and I need to put my eyes on that light right now. I'm like, okay, sir, hold, please. I'll call maintenance. He'll take you to see the light. It's like he had his little paper in his hand waving it in my face like. I don't, I don't own this, so I don't know if you think I'm going to be scared because you're going to slap a lean on it. <laughs> I'll just go home. I mean, I don't know. What are you talking about? Well, you do understand I'm a part-time employee. <laughs> like, I don't care. The next question, sir, would be, ask me if I care. Right. right. <laughs> I was just looking at him like he was crazy. He was so angry, though. I, I really think that everyone at some point in their life should go through the judicial process. It's, it's a very... It's it's a, it's a very educational experience. Mm-hmm. It's also eye opening on how it's all smoke and mirrors. It's all theater, you know. When 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 you hear judicial system, it's like you know it's law and order, and you know you've got the the gavel and the robes and the, the it's all a show. It, it really is. It's all a show, and it's 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 the best showman wins. Really, that's what it is. I mean, when I was in the situation with my mother, I, like I was so much smarter than her attorney. <laughs> and I've never been to law school. And that's just based off of watching Judge Judy and shit. <laughs> I mean, I really was so much more common sense, more smarter than this guy. This big, fat, disgusting human being sat across from me at this deposition and asked me the dumbest questions. And he was, and, and I would reply with the dumbest answers. You know, he'd be like, yeah, you talk, his, his name was Buzzy, he's like, Hey, so, Mr. Bailey, if you can look at page, you know, the one right there, and can you tell me that why are you not doing what's going to be going on? I said, 
page seven, you have it written here. That's what I said. Why are you asking me again? (laughs) 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 It's right there. You read it. (laughs) So it was like shit like that. And I did that for an hour and a half. I wish I could find that tape because it's, it's public, uh, it's in a public folder, but the, the tape is hilarious, like a comedy tape. So I kept jerking this guy around. So this would be just as good. So I guess they they told the other cleaning lady too, like, "Oh, we're gonna get this guy. You know, we know the judge. You know, everybody knows the judge. Everybody knows. The <laughs> everybody judge. knows the judge. Well, in my mother's case, that motherfucker really did know the judge because we went into his chambers at the beginning of that process, and he goes. Man, you got to tell Mary about that steak. It was so good last night. Thanks for having us over. I'm like, what? He was over his house for steak the, the wow. night before. Like, So that dude really did know it. But, you know, it didn't work out for him, and it's not going to work out for these people. Just let it go. That's what, that's what, I, would, that's what I would suggest. Just that's let it go. Let it live and let die. You know, you, you, you take, it, like, take it as constructive criticism as you can't even clean a house. Like, <laughs> Find another profession. Stop <laughs> scamming people and lying to them and telling them that you're good at something when you're not. Find what it is. Everybody's good at something. This is just not what you're good at. Find something that you're good at. I was born with the gift of gab. That's what I do. You know. She was not born with the gift of cleaning. I would, I would not be something that I'm not or try to be something that I'm not. And I definitely wouldn't scam people. And tell them and lie to them and say that I'm good at something when I'm not. Uh, it's just not good. But go through the process. Like, to sue somebody, to be sued, to be a part of a, 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 a deposition. I Mar- had a restraining order taken out on me. I had to go to court for that. Oh, a restraining order on you? Yeah. From a fa- female or male? From a female. Your daughter. It was yeah. not my daughter, Nate. She kept, <laughs> she kept hitting her with the old Christmas kidding. tree. That's why they don't have a new one. No, I got a restraining order put on on me from an old roommate of mine. Um, I was moving out because she started doing some shady stuff. And, like what? What shady? Um, so I stayed with her. I paid her a significant amount of money, and I slept on her couch. I didn't even have a room, um, and she lost her job. So when she lost her job, she was expecting me to give her more money, and I said, that's not my responsibility. I sleep on the couch. I'm not paying rent, and I sleep on the couch. So she started, like, um, buying food and, like, stashing it in her room. I'd buy food and put it in the kitchen. Everybody would eat it. Just little stupid stuff like that. So I'm like, this isn't friendship. You're doing crazy stuff now. I'm just going to leave. Well, she changed the locks so that I couldn't get my stuff out. Mm. So I called the police, and they were like, how long have you lived here? Do you get receive mail here? This is legally your residence. So the police was trying to get her to open the door. She wouldn't open it. So this cop pulled me to the side and he was like, look, this is technically your residence and you can enter it by any means necessary. And he walked off. So I knew exactly what he meant. We had a sliding glass door in the back of, of the apartment. So me and one of my homegirls went back to her house. We got an ax out of her garage and I went and I bust the window open. I don't think that's what he meant. That is what he meant. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's what he meant. I got pictures. I can show you the pictures. I think I he was. Them. I was thinking more of like picking the lock or no. Nope. <laughs> so I threw a Molotov cocktail through our window. <laughs> so I I did this makeshift battling ram with a four wheeler, and I was coming down the hallway, and I just ran it in. <laughs> so I set our house on fire, and I waited till it burned down, and then I got all my shit out. So a buddy of mine has this silly putty, and if you put wires in it, it blows shit up. 
<laughs> yep. So I busted. I broke the window out. We opened the sliding door. We went in. We got my stuff out. When I walked in, she came out because the sound scared her. And when she came out, I chased her. And I did hit her. I punched her in the side of her head. But she was able to push the door on me and lock it. So I'm like, whatever. I got my stuff. Some of my stuff she had taken out. Like she had, she stole my iPad. She stole my laptop. And she took my winter coats. She couldn't even fit them because she's really, really big. So I'm like, why would you take my coats? You can't wear them. So <laughs> I got what I could and, and then I left. So then she filed a restraining order against me and I had to go to court. And you left out the part where you sodomized her with the I didn't. Plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> with the axe. With the axe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say the plunger, but yeah, the axe is so much better. So the judge was like, um, you "You're know, crazy." No, no, the judge ruled in my favor. He threw it out. He's oh. like, "What did she? Well, you know, what did she do to you?" She's like, "Well, she hit me." And the judge was like, "Did she hit you one time, or did she hit you multiple times? Did she come back and hit you again the next day?" Like, she's like, "No." She's like, "Well, this isn't valid. She's not harassing you. She got her belongings out of her residence, and that's legal." But be, it was legal. but be honest, when you had the original restraining order against you, at first you felt a little dirty. I was like, I can't believe they served me at work. Yeah, but you felt like just the words restraining yeah. order. <laughs> it was crazy. Okay, I, I can relate. In, in in my freshman year in college, we came back. One of my buddies, uh, that a good buddy of ours, his girlfriend was banging some guy still in high school. And he went over to go confront him. And so there was this fight and this guy had his boys and, you know, it was in the, in the driveway and we we're just there to make sure that it was a fair fight and blah, blah, blah. That was it. And so uh, as we were leaving, she called the cops and we get pulled over and thank God we got pulled over by one of our old football coaches Oh, and we had, cause we had beers in the car and stuff like that. But anyway, they, they, she filed a restraining order against us. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we had to sign this piece of paper, like on the spot, you know, which is totally not the smartest thing to do, by the way. <laughs> and and we had to sign. But I remember, like, still to this day, I, I don't even know if it exists, if it's on my record, but I had nothing to do with it other than the fact that I was there, right? But a restraining order against you, you just feel dirty and gritty. And I was embarrassed because they came to my job and people were like, why is the cops here for you? Why do you have to go see the cops? <laughs> Told you, hire a black girl. This is what happens. Cops are going to be here every week. <laughs> so, yeah. That was my little court. Uh, what do you think? You think I should take Brandon to court for this laptop situation? Because uh, I'm about $150 out of pocket. No, you shouldn't take Brandon to court. Don't you think he owes me $150? I, I let him borrow my laptop, and he returned it to me damaged. And I had to take it into the store, and they had to fix it and then put a new battery in. Killed the battery, too, somehow. I don't think he I, purposely I, damaged it. Why am I saying he purposely damaged it? You don't have to purposely do something in order to get sued. You can take him to court, but I don't think you get anything of it because you can't prove that he did any of that stuff. Well, he would admit it. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> He's not the smartest guy <laughs> in the world. He, he, well, I've got audio of him talking about how it, it was in his possession. Yeah, but it's a 10-year-old laptop, so the other side's going to argue you can't prove that he killed the battery. It's just 10 years old. No, that's not true, because then I bring in the nice young man from the computer store, and he tells the judge that the reason why I had to bring it in was because whoever reset it before screwed it up. 
So something he did when he reset it, he deleted something that they had to put back on and it was a, it was a thing. And then the battery on top of that was like the secondary, like, Hey, by the way, did you know your battery's dying? You know, this is an, I was like, it's probably because the guy I had it with, he's dirty. And they're like, yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. But he was just trying to do what I feel is the right thing. Returning it. He was trying to get his things off of it, give it back to us factory setting so i do think he called and they may have given him wrong information jesus psycho is this a picture you just sent of you smashing the window yep i'd file a restraining order against you too <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yep wow you went crazy i was pissed and the same cops came back because then she called the police on me, dummy. And they were like, well, we can't do anything. She's like, I want her arrested. They were like, we can't arrest her for entering her property. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, yeah. So the cop, he, he knew what he was telling me to do. Did you wear protective eyewear? No, we just I just busted it. <laughs> it's a lot of glass. That would have been funny <laughs> if you got injured. I didn't get injured. It would have been, would have been funny if it was unlocked. <laughs> 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 the, co the cop was like, no, I tried the door. It's unlocked. I was just saying you could go in the back door. I busted down. I was being facetious, you dumbass. <laughs> right. um, before we talk to our guest here, uh, I got another funny little story to share with you. So, you know, we're, we're suckers for dogs, unlike Nikki, who hates her dog, hates her daughter. <laughs> And, you know, we are suckers for dogs that are lost. Now, we can't take them all home with us. But if we, and we've done this from time to time, there'll be a dog that's lost in the neighborhood. And the collar, you know, as long as it has a collar, we'll and see if it's friendly. If it's friendly, we put the dog, you know, in the truck. We'll put it in the garage or, you know, we'll just take care of it until we can find the owner. And we've done that probably like two or three times since we lived here. You know, we'll go into the Facebook page or the next door and say, hey, look, we found this cute little puppy. And this is and if it's got a number, obviously, it's a lot easier. You can call. So <laughs> so Rach and I are coming home the other night uh, from the movies. We went and saw that. There's the only thing we could see. Only, we're not I have no interest in seeing Black Panther because uh, I never saw the first one. So I've got no interest in seeing the second one. So I already saw Black Adam. You know, I'm, there's nothing else black that's out there that I want to see. And and so it's not a race thing. Don't it's, mm -hmm. it's, whatever. Mm -hmm. it's the titles. Um, and, and so the, that George Clooney, Julia Roberts movie, Ticket to Paradise. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get some brownie points with my wife. I'm going to take her to see a chick flick because <laughs> I like George Clooney and I like Julia Roberts and I like them together. And I got to tell you, it was a really, really good movie. I was just about to say, was the movie good? It was phenomenal okay. because the, those two, their chemistry is great. Uh, it, it was just a really, really good movie. It was, it was a fun movie. Okay. You know, it was fun to go out. It wasn't stressful. You're not trying to find Easter eggs. You're not, you're not waiting for Ticket to Paradise 2. Not, there's nothing else involved other than a straight up in your face movie from A to B with, with a story that's being told of their daughter that falls in love with this boy when she visits Bali right after college. She's supposed to come back, become an attorney. She decides that she's going to stay in, uh, in Bali with this guy who's a seaweed farmer. Instead, her parents go, George Clooney, Julia Roberts, to sneakily talk her out of it. Like they're being deceptive throughout the whole thing. And they hate each other because they're, they've been divorced for some time. Oh, okay, okay. So it's a double love story. And it's great. You know, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. Anyway, 
So we go, we see the movie, and we're coming back. We went like the latest. It was like a seven. It was a seven forty movie. So it's coming home. It's like just just before ten o'clock, and we're driving up to our house. Now you know now it's gotten chilly out, right? So it's dipping down to the forties and thirties, and at night, and we see this cute. I mean, absolutely adorable puppy. Just out. I mean, it's even worse when it's cold, right? You're just like, oh my god, this thing's gonna freeze to death. And I'm thinking of what Brandon and Nikki D do to their dogs, and I'm just like, so they would just leave it out here. And I'm like, I can't just leave it out here. So we're, we stop and we're looking at it, and the, the little thing looks at us and kind of tilts his head and just kind of just looks us like, I'm so cold. Can you help me? Can you take me in? But there's no collar on the dog, and I said to Rach, I go, Rach we've got five dogs at the house. I go, you just, we can't save them all. We just can't save them all. I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry. She goes, Oh my God, if your daughter was here with us right now, I go, I know, but she's not. <laughs> so we drive up to, you know, a little bit farther in our, our neighborhood. We come to the stop sign and to the left, I see another puppy that's out there. Mm. And I'm like, Oh my God, like all these puppies are in our neighborhood. <laughs> None of them have collars. <laughs> Whose dogs are out? I, I was like, they've got to live around here, right? It's got to be somebody. So I'm like, maybe we should drive around and look for, for and then I see on the other side. And I'm, I, I rolled out my window. I'm like, hi, little puppy. And little puppy kind of looks at me and tilts its head, you know, and he's got this curly tail. And then I look to the right of my truck and there's another, I mean, they, they're identicals. Like they look exactly the same. They're a litter. They're fucking coyotes. <laughs> They're baby coyotes. I didn't realize it until you bring it home and he eats one of your dogs. Until <laughs> until about you know like three quarters of the way into this going back and forth debating on whether we should bring these cold puppies back home to our house. I'm like, hold on for a second. <laughs> hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> So I get on my phone, I Google baby coyote. <laughs> and I look it up, and the first picture that pops up, I go, Rach. And I put it up to the window, like next to the coyote. And I go, those are fucking coyotes. <laughs> and I was like, thank God we didn't put them in the car. We would have been we would have been driving through the neighborhood, just loading up my truck with baby coyotes as the mom probably is following us. It's a Trojan horse situation. Uh, they were cute as can be, and they look like puppies. They look like cute little like Pomeranian puppies. I'm finna see what a baby coyote looks like. Really, really cute. Uh, and they were like this kind of bright gold color. You know, a lot of times you see coyotes and they're 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 like a mangy gray, but they had like this kind of bright gold coat. Oh, they do. Aren't they kind of cute? They are. I wouldn't try to take it home, but I you guys definitely would. We didn't just try it. We weren't gonna take one home. We we're gonna take all fucking three of them home. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see the mom? No, no, but I can only assume you know, they're pack animals, right? So I can only assume the mom's not too far behind. Yep. When I came over here a week ago, there was a deer across the street in your neighbor's yard. Yeah, we got a lot of wildlife. Bambi was over there. I was talking yeah. to him. I was waiting for the, the mom coyote to jump through my window. Like, you know those viral <laughs> videos you see of people going to those those zoos in Africa where everything's open and they're just driving. <laughs> Fucking rhinoceros jumps up at him. <laughs> oh, let me take a selfie with this lion. <laughs> the lion eats him. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for, but thank God it didn't. So, so orphan puppies save them. Orphan coyote puppies fuck them. Correct. Yes. <laughs> oh, the mom might be dead. Let's leave them to die. <laughs> no, the, the, well, I mean, the, the, now I would not 
coyotes are meant to be outside. They're not indoor animals. Oh, coyotes are meant to be outside. They have the same fur as dogs. It's it's not. It, they're different animals. They have the dogs same are dom- fur as okay. dogs. Okay, here's, I'm going to use a big word. Try to follow. Dogs are domesticated. People domesticated dogs. Dogs, like Brandon told you all, were originally made born outside. They lived outside. People put dogs in their house. Are you really going to use Brandon as a as a as a But his reference, reference was accurate. <laughs> I mean, he he's he's right. I mean, you guys are right, but that doesn't change the fact that they are no longer can survive outside. <laughs> dogs can absolutely survive outside. I see stray oh. dogs all the time. Oh, put put a che- uh, teacup chihuahua outside. Let's see how long it lasts in the winter. Well, not those little dogs, but people made those dogs. Those dogs weren't born born like that. You know, she's got a really good point. Same with humans. I mean, we started, we lived in caves and we lived outside. There's no reason why we should be in Humans still live outside. There's plenty of homeless people right now freezing their keister off. I passed two no, no, of no. them this morning. But, 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 but I'm saying by choice. We should all live outside, right? Because we're meant to live outside. You could survive if you had to outside. Absolutely, that's what I'm saying. You and I should both give up, you know, our, our shelter and go outside because that's how it should be done. That's how some people choose to live. That's just not how I choose to live. But this still, I'm not going to go debate about a dog being outside. The same way you left them little coyotes out there, those coyote little puppies are going to be fine because they have fur, same as a dog. Coyotes are different than dogs. Why? They're just because I just used the big word. I know you probably don't remember because it was long. Domesticated. You could have brought them in here and domesticated them. They might have ate your dogs, but (laughs) you could have domesticated them. Also, the coyotes aren't locked up in a cage outside where they can't go and find food and and shelter and stuff like that. Oh, man, man, this is what we do down here in Noonan, man. We chain up our dogs, and that's just how it is. And we just, we got a doghouse and a roof, and they can go in there and all that kind of (laughs) stuff. And they're fed food and water. They're not just left on a chain to starve. All right, but the water's it. frozen. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but before you before you go on the record saying that they're fed food and water, prove it. Ooh, All right. Well, my dogs were. I don't know about everybody's dogs, mm. but yeah. I had to go out and feed my dogs every freaking day. Well, I think there 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 are certain laws even in place for abusing animals, leaving them outside during the temperatures and stuff. So if you really want to buckle down and lock into that theory. Uh, and then you get a visit from some law enforcement or whoever comes out, then you can debate them as you're in. There's no law enforcement that's going to come ask me if my dad had dogs. No, no, in no, the no, no. I'm talking about. No, of course not. That's just silly. I'm talking about now if you want to leave them out, like Dum Dum does. You know, and you leave them <laughs> out there and just let them die, pretty much. Brandon's dogs looked very healthy, happy. They're not dead. They were running around playing in the yard. Mm. You guys over-exaggerate. Again, prove it. Those are his dogs. How do you know he just didn't grab a picture from Google? He took a video. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't a picture. He posted a video. Google has videos. (laughs) You're you're putting a lot of faith in what Brandon's telling you is the truth. The guy's a a, a liar. He lies for a living. I mean, that's all he does is he lies. I haven't caught him telling me his name's not even Brandon his name's Jeremy he's been telling us Brandon for years <laughs> that's Jeremy true he's, he's running from the law because he he killed a bunch of dogs outside did you know his real name was Jeremy <laughs> no okay now you want to believe everything he's been giving you a false name okay you know it's weird because Jeremy's a cool name names. I don't why would you change it we all use false radio names yeah oh now you're digging because Jason Bailey's on my birth certificate yeah, you chose to use your real name, but plenty of radio people use fake names. Yeah, and it's douchey. Buckethead. <laughs> 17 oh years. Gosh. I had to move states because of that stupid name. All right, <laughs> enough of this. Let's talk to our guest. 
Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Watkins Law Firm, trial and litigation attorneys. So if it's personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC. And here's Tyler's tip of the day. In Georgia, if someone doesn't perform under a contract, the usual remedy is money. While in some cases you can have the court order them to perform, usually they won't because indentured servitude is not a thing anymore. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC, serving all of Georgia. Next time, talk to Tyler. I want you to call my wife, but not for those reasons, you weirdo. I want you to call my wife, Rachel Guy, because you want to participate in this crazy market that's happening right now and take advantage of a house. She is the best at doing what she does, and that is a realtor with Keller Williams Atlanta North Office. Anybody that's dealt with my wife, and I know a lot of you two percenters have, uh, she's absolutely amazing. I can tell you firsthand, you know, if you're a first-time home buyer, she's going to walk you through it. If you've done this numerous times before, you might learn something. She's great. So if you're looking to buy or sell, call Rachel Guy because she's your guy. 404-797-4600. That's 404-797-4600. Let's keep it before 9 p.m. All right, some of you call fairly late. It's a little annoying. No offense. Stress-free buying and selling, and like I said, this crazy nutso market. You can also shoot her an email. I am Rachel Guy at gmail.com. I am Rachel Guy at gmail.com. Sometimes it's tough finding the right tree service, like ones that'll give you a call back or ones that'll even show up. Cut and right tree service and more, they're gonna do both. They're gonna show up and they're gonna call you back. 877-828-8846. You can also book online cuttingright.com c-u-t-t-i-n-r-i-g-h-t dot com female veteran owned located and servicing all around atlanta and if you mention the bs when you call you get a hundred dollars off your job experience tree removal who care all about the details customer satisfaction guaranteed 877-828-8846 that's 877-828 Eight cutting, cutting right.com. And back to you, Jason. One of the freakiest horror movies. I don't even want to say it's a horror movie because it's like a psycho thriller horror movie that came out recently. And I went to the theater to see it because I'm a big theater guy. It's called <laughs> Smile. And now it is available on one of our favorite apps, Paramount Plus and uh, digital just in general. It came out this week. One of the stars of the movie, you also know him from American Sniper, the cult classic uh, Dinner in America, um, going all the way back to Wet Hot Summer, American Summer. Kyle Gallner plays Joel in uh, Smile. And I, I gotta ask you, Kyle, like, during your filming of this movie, did you get freaked out at all when all these weirdos started having that weird smile? <laughs> you know, uh, Sosi, who plays Rose, had to deal with a lot more of that stuff than I did. Um, yeah. She uh, she definitely had to deal with way more of the smiling than I did. And, you know, when you're on set, it's all – it's almost like clinical. You know, it's like you got to hit your mark. You got to do your thing. You got to be in the right spot for the camera. So – 
it's not super scary filming it, but so much happens from like script to screen that by the time you actually watch the movie, mm-hmm. even though you made the movie, there are still plenty of things to like surprise you. You you hear with these types of movies. I'm not a big horror film, but I I can watch a good psycho psych psych thriller. You know, that's what kind of this sure. is because you know you play you know a cop and there's like this thing behind it and you're trying to figure out you know what this entity is that's making people smile before they commit suicide and you learn yeah. that you, you know I don't want to give everything away but that's pretty much sure. the the gist of it but i you hear in these types of movies that during the filming then when it's done like there's some bad juju that's sometimes left with the with the actors and the set was there any bad juju <laughs> left on the set with this one um, I don't know, man. For me, I was okay. I walked, I drove right back home and <laughs> I was good. So <laughs> if anybody else had any problems, I, I feel bad, but, uh, I was, I was good. I've had some stuff though. Like I, like I did a movie called like haunted called haunting Connecticut when I was younger and we stayed in a really haunted hotel and, um, it's like the first and only time I ever had just weird supernatural type ghost stuff happened. Yeah. Um, you know, like I would be in bed and all of a sudden the room would get cold and I shot up out of bed one day. Cause I like felt a body come into bed and like press up against my body or <laughs> weird things like that. So I, it's entirely possible. Well, you know, like to take the movie poltergeist, for example. Yeah. I was going to say poltergeist yeah. is the ultimate, ultimate version of that yeah curse to the superman curse you know those types 100 yeah that that, yeah. that would scare me if i were uh, a talented actor like you are and and you're asked to do these types of films you know like oh, you got something on hallmark for me instead <laughs> <laughs> yeah do i really want to open that door let that in uh yeah but it was popular and like i said you know i'm a um it did well at the box office. It'll do. And, and I yeah. like the timing of it coming out like for Halloween and then shortly after the digital. Uh, do you, do you think that this is kind of the, the new schedule for, for movies is give it a couple weeks to take a breather and then hit digital right away? I mean, I kind of hope so in a way, just because I, I mean, look, we were fortunate, like our smiles been in theaters longer than most movies get to be in theaters. Now, most things are yeah. in for like a week and then they're out. I mean, Halloween released digitally the same day it released mm. in theaters, you know? Um, so this, this film was a bit of an anomaly. Like you just, you, you never know what's going to take off. You never know what's going to hit. You never know what's going to have staying power or what people are going to go see. I would love to see, and this isn't a knock on like superhero movies and things like that, but those movies make so much money and they take up so much space in the theaters that the turnover on these other movies is so fast because there's not enough theaters to play them, mm-hmm. you know, or they're not leaving them in the theaters long enough that it would be nice to see a couple theaters open up to allow films like this to kind of live and actually find an audience and build and, you know, build some momentum before they just get tossed out into the next, yeah. you know, the next phase. Um, I mean, you think about back in the day, I mean, I think ET was in theaters for a year. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's wild. Well, smile. I think last time we, we just went and saw, um, like I said, we like to go to the movies. So, you know, it's, yeah, hell yeah. It, 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 it was 
like we're looking at what's out and what we you know we've seen Black Adam. We didn't want to go see Black Panther. We're not into that franchise. We were like, my wife was like, what about Ticket in Paradise? Or no, actually, I suggested it. You know, the George Clooney movie. And I was like, it's a chick flick. I'll get brownie points. It was a phenomenal film, and it was great to see in theaters. But I think I remember seeing Smile was still in our theater. I mean, this was, you know, a week and a half ago or something. And I I was surprised because I looked at, you know, some other movies, like even Black Adam, which was huge at the box office. There are less showings of Black Adam now. There's only like two showings versus four or five. So they're they're rolling them in and yeah. out pretty quickly now. Yeah, and Smile Smile's still making a couple million a week. Like I know right. I know they've cut down like there's like 800 or so theaters that it's been taken out of. Um but I mean it's still making money and 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 doing well. People are still are still going. Yeah. Is it, it, it's tough to make a good horror film, right? I mean, you, you, outside of the blood and guts, the 80s, it was easy because you didn't have to have a mind deaf, right? Now, you really <laughs> have to have a mind deaf. And that's what makes it horrific because people, if it's real to somebody, it's scary. Nobody's going to believe Jason or Freddie or Michael Myers anymore. They're just not going to believe it. I mean, you know, the cool part about horror is there's definitely something for everybody. There are people who really love slashers who like yeah. the Michael Myers and the Freddies and the Jasons. And, and, you know, I mean, Scream did incredibly well. Um, you know, there's another one coming out. Um, so it's it's really like it depends on what you're into. I think what, what Smile does, which is interesting, is it kind of feeds everybody, right? It feeds people who maybe aren't the biggest horror fans and then it has enough in there for like the hardcore horror fans. And like you're saying, it's got the mind F, right? It's got something going on there that I I think the scariest thing in the world is somebody's own mind. You know, you can't escape your own mind. Mm. And, and if things start going off the rails, I mean, that's, it's a scary place to be. And I think there's just something relatable to that i think you know we've all sort of been there at one point in another where we've spiraled out of control a little bit or mm. or, or maybe just i know not just me but i've, I've definitely been there <laughs> <laughs> and um you know so i i think there's there's something people are latching on to with with the film that um is is making it a pretty unique experience and, and you guys had the good formula this is my the same formula sure. the same formula i say is for the great uh rock bands for a name you have to have the 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 salty and you have to have the sweet you know judas priest yeah. you know those types of bands smash mouth those types of bands they have a little bit you know if, if i were to name a band it'd be like blood smile or something like that but what <laughs> but, but what you guys did is you took the idea that there's this uh, demonic entity and you know it's there when the person has this goofy ass smile so you don't know whether to laugh Mm. or freak out so you've got the salty and the sweet and it was brilliant i thought that smile definitely makes you freak out yeah nikki's seen it too and she's (laughs) she was she we're talking about before we got you on she was like man that smile i was like i had nightmares yeah (laughs) well i mean you know you sit there and you're weaponizing something that's supposed to be friendly and welcoming right you're taking something that's supposed to be disarming and something that's supposed to let somebody know you're safe or you're okay or hey everything's all right and you're you're turning it into something evil essentially you're turn, you're flipping it on its head yeah yeah I, I was doing after we saw the movie and we got home i 
wife and I were laying in bed in dark in the dark and just the light of the TV was on and and I just kind of leaned over to her just stared at her and put on this big smile <laughs> and she <laughs> that's funny i bet i i'd love to know how many people have done that that's pretty great <laughs> uh, somebody should do a compilation you know of just the over and over again doing that to somebody to freak them out as far as horror <laughs> movies go kyle for you and your taste what would be the best and or the scariest you know i'm really all over the board i like um you know I love sort of like some of the classic car stuff. Like I love like the old slashers, like the, you know, Freddy's and Jason's and, and things like that. The, the Halloween's I'm a big fan of the alien franchise. Uh, Jaws was a big one growing up. The thing, uh, I think 28 days later is amazing. Um, you know, like there's a movie called The Descent that I love, and then there's some movies that are just absolutely brutal. Like there's this movie called Martyrs, but it has to be the French version that is so hard to watch, but you know, great in its own right. I, there really is something for everybody. Yeah, there there's a movie I, I talk about it uh, from time to time uh, called Funny Games. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's horrific. Like I can't watch it ever again. It's, they're both they're both good the the original and the remake are both good oh I, I can't watch it I mean the guy you know the kid that comes in uh, from uh, Empire and he goes yeah. in and he's the home invasion the home invasion is what scares me and, oh for sure oh my god that and the remake of the last house on the left uh, the fir yeah. the first one wasn't anywhere near as bad as as the second one and even the original Hills have eyes um, mm. the remake of that that opening yeah. scene. That freaks you out, too, because we got those people in Georgia. They're weird. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think something like Funny Games is so scary because you can really put yourself there to be like, oh, this could happen. Yeah. This could absolutely happen. Absolutely. That's why it's so you scary. Know? That's I think today that's what scares people is knowing it could be real. That's, sure. that's what I was saying before is that, that that's what you turn on the news. And I mean, that's a horror flick in itself. And you're like, 100%. Oh, there's a home invasion two miles away from my house. Oh, there's this movie about home invasions. Oh shit. This is real. You know, that's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Real. No, scary. Absolutely. Uh, Nikki you got a question for Kyle. I was just curious. Um, the way that smile ended, it just, it left me feeling like, Oh, why'd they do this? I wanted like a, a, a different type of alternate. So like, did you guys have an alternate ending? Like, did they have more than one option? No, no. It was always written to be that brutal, which actually is very funny. Cause that's my favorite part. Oh, no. <laughs> it was very Blair witchy. I must say it was very Blair witchy. Yeah. I like that. It went there. You know, I like that. They did it. I like that the studio was was down to do an ending like that. I thought it was pretty cool. So does that mean no smile too? <laughs> right. You know, um, it is. There are decision makers way further up the ladder than me who make those calls. <laughs> well, you know, so I, I could see smile two being based off of whoever buys that house. You know, somebody moves into the house, <laughs> yeah, and 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 then that then it start the this chain starts all over again because yeah, it could be. because the entities in the house and and you're still around too, so 
That's what I mean. You never, I mean, I don't, I have no idea. Everything's left really open-ended. You know, they could do anything. If they ask you, you're in, right? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Let's go all day. (laughs) (laughs) I got nothing else to do. Let's go. (laughs) Uh, Did that help as an actor, you know, being with uh, a movie that did well and is continuing to do well and will, I think even do even better in the digital space Um, as an actor, does, does that get your name out even more than what it already is? I mean, you've done a lot of big things, but there's always bigger things to do, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it definitely helps. It can't, you know, it can't hurt. You know, it's, it's just the thing is, is like, to what extent, you know, nothing is ever guaranteed in this industry. It's all, it's all unknown. It all depends who watches it, who likes it, who cares about it, if they care about it, you know, so there's, there's a million and one things that can happen. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely, it definitely helps. Um, to what degree we'll see, Mm. um, you know, until then I'll just keep pushing and auditioning and trying to get the next job, you know? So do you still go into the cattle call stuff with everybody else? Or have you made it to a point where it's like, why don't you come over to my house and we'll do it at my house? Well, no, you, uh, you do self tapes. So what you do is you put the audition on tape at home and then you send it in. Um, and then they, and then they check it out. Um, so it's, it's, it's like typical casting situation, you know, you just read for the role and then you see what happens. And then sometimes you either book it right away or sometimes they want to have you read again or read for the director and producers. It's there's, there's multiple different ways it could go. What was the most disappointing audition you you thought you killed it you wanted the gig and you ended up not getting it and it blew up i really wanted paul dano's role in there will be blood and you lost to who paul dano oh paul dano okay so you lost to paul dano (laughs) but you wanted that job because you loved the script you loved the movie Oh, it was amazing. I also looked like I was like nine years old. I was way too, you know what I mean? I mean, I was, I was the right age, but I looked like I was 12 for like, until I was like 25. Yeah. Well, what's the, what's one of the most recent ones that you're still waiting to hear back on? Uh, honestly, nothing right now. It's pretty slow. Holiday seasons are pretty slow. So I'm a, I'm I'm really just like enjoying my downtime. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say Hallmark. You know they're always looking for somebody you could do smile the holiday version. You know, you could <laughs> I don't know what that would look like, but you could. That'd be kind of weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what what is your dream gig? Like if you see these shows out there now, like Yellowstone, that's so popular and whatnot. Uh, what would, or a franchise that you just a fan of? What would be your dream gig? it's such an impossible question. There's so many things that I love and there's so many different things that I want to do that. It's like, I I have like a checklist of like 50 things that I would like to accomplish. I I could see, I could see you in either a Batman um, like I sure. could even see you pulling yeah. off a can, can, just he looks Batman, like he would he be in a, not as Batman but in a Batman. Yeah, you're so, a movie like that. He can, you could even pull off a Robin for so I don't know. I see Robin in you. I don't know. Like we don't never. I really would see. love if they wanted to do a Nightwing movie. I would be all in on that. That would be awesome. We never really got a taste. Uh, we got a little bit of a taste of Robin with uh, was yeah. it Chris O'Connell or Donald or whatever his name is. And well, they had that Titans TV show, which was um, which was about. Nightwing, which is that's when Robin goes off on his own. Yeah, and then I could see you doing a stoner movie. 
You seem like kind of a stoner guy. I could see you doing a stoner movie. <laughs> Dude, I can't even smoke. I get too paranoid. I get like super fucked up about Me it. Too. I'm like, Duh. it's like, it's not good. It's like the Sears truck is filled with FBI agents in my mind. You know what I mean? Like, I can't even, I can't even. So Nate lives in Playa del Carmen, Mexico, and he's our, our resident. I mean, this guy can smoke anybody out of the house. So if, if, if Kyle, you and I got together and went and visited Nate, we would be freaking it. We'd be like, oh my God, there's somebody in the tacos. There's somebody in the burritos. <laughs> yeah, it'd be no good. It would be no good. Uh, Nate, question for Kyle, please. Yeah, I loved you and Outsiders and just the show in general. Oh, and yeah. I was, yeah, I was so sad when it was canceled or whatever happened after two seasons. What did happen? Did they just not pick it up or did actors not want to be involved anymore? No, so, so what happened was... Um, it's kind of like this takeover. So essentially we were ready to go. Like we had all the sets done. Everybody was like on hold. We were me and me and my wife were talking to realtors about finding a rental. And like three weeks before we were supposed to leave, they were like, hold up. And what happened was Obama had put something in place to keep like news media from becoming like a, a monopoly, like a company be, basically being able to buy up all of these news outlets and creating a monopoly on all that. So Sinclair Media wanted to buy WGN mm. and that thing Obama had put into place stopped them from doing that. Mm -hmm. Trump came into office and lifted it. And Sinclair Media came in, bought WGN, fired everybody and canceled all everything. Oh, it was like a hostile takeover and everybody lost their jobs. Everybody lost everything. We were supposed to go. There was supposed to be season three. There was a writer's room. We had a showrunner. I was talking to the showrunner about all the new script stuff. We were like weeks away from leaving. And then they just, so you were, you, uh, you, you were a victim of the world is what you were. It's, it just happens, man. You know, it's like, you just never know things like that just happen that's nuts though that i mean mm -hmm. like to, to yeah. lose a to lose a a gig to that helps put food on your table because of politics that's oh yeah ridiculous yeah especially when you're told like get ready we're going mm -hmm. and then they're like just kidding <laughs> yeah it was such a great show but it was one of those ones since they didn't know that it was ending they not like the loose ends weren't end. Up yeah. Or, yeah, so it just kind of like dropped off, and you're like, "What happened?" So hopefully yeah. somebody else picks it up. W would you be involved if uh, if somebody else grabbed it? They, you know, they tried to do it. People, they sh they shopped it around. People weren't weren't biting on it. I don't I don't know if it'll ever come back. But I mean, you know, I let's look. I wasn't gonna die. I survived. <laughs> you know, things were gonna happen. Um, but yeah, that's I good. Don't know. good to know. Well, that's yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's Castle what, lives. That, 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 that's what they told. Yeah. That's what they told you in The Walking Dead too, right? You weren't supposed to die. No, when you did. no, no. I knew immediately I was gonna die. The whole thing with that was like they wanted somebody who was recognizable enough, not like a huge name, but somebody you're like, oh, that guy. Right. There's no way they'll kill that guy. And, you know, so the whole idea was bring somebody like me on. So people think I'm going to stick around and then they just kill you immediately. So it was sort of that, like, nobody's safe type of thing. And it was the oddest death. I mean, you well, you got bit on the, the leg, which is fine. But, but then you had to, I got bit on the neck. 
Uh, I thought it was the leg and then the neck. It was the leg first, right? Then they grab your leg and bite your calf. Oh, uh, I think they grabbed the leg and then they bit my neck. And then the helicopter. helicopter. They made sure I was not coming back at all. They, they like, really, really made sure I was dead. Yeah. They were like, let's just crush him with the helicopter so we don't have to put makeup on him. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's died on The Walking Dead and then died again at the same time. Like, you died, oh, yeah. died. <laughs> oh, yeah, they weren't messing around. They were like, you're not welcome back here, Kyle. And, and, and anybody else that's ever been a part of the group, they've done everything they can to save him. They all looked at you and go, ah, screw it, he's dead, fuck him, he's out. <laughs> Leave it, he's gone, yeah. Um, but I will say, I had a great time. That that was a really, really nice set to work on. Really good group of people, nice people. Um, I had a lot of fun on that actually. And you were there during like the Scott Wilson days, right? He was still, he was still uh, alive on the show and alive in real life. Yeah. I was on season four. So I guess, I think so. That was the Beth years, right? The Beth, yeah. yeah the Beth years. I, I remember because yeah. I, I was yeah. a diehard fan forever. Yeah, and Nick, ever. Nick Otero did my episode. Yeah, and, and which was cool. Th- like that was at the height of The Walking Dead. I mean, where you, yeah, you guys couldn't go outside because people would hound you. Well, I could. Well, you could. You're like, I'm. A- <laughs> do, do you get asked? To, I mean, because you were recognizable and you had such a kind of a cool, weird, odd death. Do you get asked to mm. do those conventions? Um, I uh, yeah sort of sometimes I have people that try to get me to do them. Um, I have nothing, you know, not knocking anybody who does them or anything like that. I just, I don't like being around that many people. Yeah. No, I don't blame you. <laughs> uh, so I, I, it, I've done one. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'll do more, but uh, right now I'm, 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 I'm good. Just hanging out. Yeah, it's it's weird, isn't it? Like you go to these conventions, and you're probably asked to do them for Smile as well, because these horror conventions. I mean, the cons are a big deal, and you see some of these people that are just standing there by themselves, and you walk by, and you feel bad that if you don't talk to them or give them money for a picture, and you're like, oh, I remember you, and it's this <sighs> old picture behind them, and it's just it's an awkward situation, really awkward situation. I've never been other than the one that I've been to, I've never been to any of them. So I can't really speak to it, but I mean, it, it's, you know, I look, I think they're cool. I think they're, they're a great way for people to meet people, you know, that they like. And I think fandom is an, an amazing thing, you know, with, with, without fans, who are we really, you know, we, yeah. we do this for, for people to enjoy what we do. And, you know, people enjoy it what they do and they become fans of the things we do. So it's like, I'm super appreciative of, of everybody who watches and everybody who becomes a fan of these things. And I think it's a really unique way for people to meet each other and, and be in the same spot. I just, I mean, look, man, I literally live like in the middle of the woods, like in the middle of nowhere, you know, like <laughs> that's awesome. So being around like a ton of people for me is it's, it's nothing against the people. I, 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 it's, it's, really cool that they all show up, but it's more like for my own personal well-being, I get overwhelmed, you know? Oh, we should get you high and put you at one of these conventions and film. Just oh, so- yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> you should go to one of these wrestling conventions. Like, I got, a buddies, I got buddies in the wrestling business, and it's really, you know, for some of them, it's sad. And, you know, and I, <clears throat> and I know some of the guys on the higher ends that are always going to have a line, <clears throat> and I know sure. some of the people on the lower end that they don't normally have a line. 
and and it's like you really have to be okay with that because it would i'm sure i'm too arrogant arrogant. i couldn't do it it would bruise my ego just couldn't do it (laughs) yeah i mean i guess that's part of it right you never know you just never know who's going to show up who's going to come and and every convention could be different everything could be everything could be different i mean i guess at the end of the day just you take comfort in the fact that like you were invited you know what i mean like you were picked to be there like that's cool you've done something that warranted you to be there, which which is which is cool. Well, I'll rethink the invitation if I ever get it for the radio <laughs> slash podcasting convention. Right. Uh, before we let Kyle go, uh, Nikki, do you have any more questions? You said right now you're on break, you're not having to work, so I want to know what are you binge watching? What are you into right now? Ooh. Um, I'm terrible, man. I don't really watch anything. You know what? I actually have been watching a bit though. My buddy uh, Chris Coy, who's a very good actor, is on the Peripheral. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's catching a lot of like people's yeah, eyes. It's, yeah, it's it's doing it's doing really well. So, um, I've been watching that a bit, which has been which has been cool. It's good. Yeah, isn't that neat to watch somebody that's in the show that's buddies of you know, like you, you know. can text and be like, yeah, that scene it's was fun. Awesome. I have like, I have I have like, I have two friends that I've known for a really really long time that we've like come up together and we we worked really hard and and you know went through a lot of growing pains together and it's. It's nice. It's nice to see your friends succeed. You know. Are they both actors? You said, you said yeah, 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 yeah. We were we we were we're all actors, and we all, you know, we all just like suffered for years together. <laughs> and now all three of you successful. Yeah, we all work, which is great. That's good. All right. Yeah. Nate, question for Colin before we let him go. Uh, yeah, I was just wondering your your wife is she an actress also or? Just a, no. a normal person. Just a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> she puts together conventions. No, she's she's got the hardest job in the world, man. She's she's mom. She she yeah. helps take care of our boys when I'm away. Yeah, I could see you being in Yellowstone too. You got a Yellowstone look too. Yeah, well, that's because me and Luke Grimes look so much alike. You you do look a lot like Luke Grimes, and now yeah. they've thrown Josh Lucas in it. Uh, mm. they, they've got everybody in that. What what a great yeah. show. You a fan? Watched any of it? Uh, I haven't. I haven't watched it. My wife. Uh, my wife's watched all of it. I haven't. Oh. She. She. She binge watched it on the last job that I was on. So I didn't <laughs> even know she was watching it. Then I came home and all of a sudden she's like, "I'm starting season five. And I was <laughs> like, "What? Are you buddies with uh, any of those uh, guys and girls on that set?" Uh, me and Luke did American Sniper together. Um, oh, you know, that's we right. He wasn't that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's a really good guy. We uh, we got along really well. We didn't really stay in in touch, but he's somebody that if we saw each other, we would be friendly and you know it'd be nice to see him. Actually, I like Luke. That dude's cool, like real yeah. cool. His character yeah. in Yellowstone is the same character he played for the most part, just a lot tougher in Magnificent Seven. And mm. yeah, and so like the same look, the same you know grungy kind of thing you know but he's such a phenomenal actor he really really is that's what i tell people about that show is the character building in that show is just second to none it's and that's what it's all about the stories and the characters and whatnot um before last thing the american sniper stuff uh, that you brought up uh with uh, bradley cooper and the 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 fake baby um uh, about kyle <laughs> isn't that that was the rap gift we were all given fake babies <laughs> isn't that sad that's the the next day critics were like instead of talking about the story behind american sniper they want to talk about the fake baby um how was that working with bradley cooper um that was cool uh i actually like a hundred years ago did 
he was on this TV show called Jack and Bobby. And I worked with him when I was really young. Mm-hmm. Um, and then years later I got to work with him again. And he's, he's, he's from my neck of the woods, actually. He's from like a couple, like two towns over or whatever, back in Pennsylvania, um, where I grew up. So it was cool. It was cool to work with him again after so long. And, you know, we were also in both in wet, hot American summer, which mm-hmm. was like my first movie that I ever, like my first like bigger movie that I ever did. So it was cool to see him. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty funny to see him because there's a lot of weird sort of connections there. The six degrees. Yeah. You look back at the wet, yeah. hot American summer in that cast was it's got everybody. It's oh crazy. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah. there, there's not, what, like if you were to look at the top 15 actors, actresses in that movie, all 15 of you guys and girls have done it. You made it. You're doing stuff. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's it's ridiculous. All right. Uh, right now, I think it's over $200 million. That's the gross what Smile has yeah. brought in. And now it's available uh, on streaming, digital platforms, Paramount Plus. You've got to watch this movie. Watch it with the lights out. It's phenomenal. And uh, and Kyle Gallner as uh, does an excellent job as Joel trying to keep uh, Rosie in line and not getting her to smile. And uh, you'll see how that works out for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey brother, thanks so much for coming on. It was a pleasure to meet you, and it was a pleasure yeah, to man, talk to you. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. Hopefully, we'll have you back on another time. All right. Sounds good. Thank uh, you guys. Take, take it easy. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Look, doing a new kitchen or bath, that's a big undertaking, right? So you want to go to somebody that's like a one-stop shop, like UCI Kitchen and Bath. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator and installer for the past 20 years. That's what I'm talking about, a one-stop shop. Uh, They provide the installation of whatever you buy. Speaking of, you mentioned the BS, the Bailey Show podcast, and you're getting 10% off your regularly priced countertops. That's a nice little savings, right? You can visit the Norcross, Georgia showroom location. Let their design team transform your kitchen and bathroom into a beautiful and functional environment to fit your personality. It's just upping your property value. You can get with all the latest trends because they got them right there on the showroom. Servicing all of Georgia and parts of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. How do you get a hold of them? Very simple. UCIGranite.com. The letters U-C-I, the word granite.com. Look, I know what it's like to start up a small business and run a small business. That's what this is. What can you do to take the next step? Create Graphics can help you out with that. They're a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, and they've got some really good ones in-house. Wide format printing and graphic installation. Specializing, again, in vehicle wraps, corporate events, interior and exterior events, graphic design, and apparel. A lot of the stuff of the BS Podcast, if not all the stuff, comes from Create Graphics. CreateGraphics.net. That's C-R-E-A-T-E. G-R-A-P-H-I-X dot net or 770-369-9962. That's 770-369-9962. Serving Metro Atlanta and shipping worldwide. Create graphics. They definitely know what they're doing. Excellent customer service and communication in every project. will get a one-on-one experience from start to finish. Again, create graphics with an X dot net. Son of a bitch. I'll be loving you forever, just as long as you subscribe to The Bailey Show. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. 
podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason. If you listen to Wednesdays, let's talk to. Right, we do that on Wednesdays, correct? Yeah. Yep. John Emmett Tracy, Ellis Steele from Yellowstone, which is back for season five, Sunday nights uh, on Paramount Plus. Have you? Uh, so, since I'm still new to cutting the cord, when you first cut the cord, Nate, did you struggle with trying to find the premiere of shows, like where it's at and how to watch it? Um, I guess it depends on what it was on. Cause like I have YouTube TV also, and that you just set it to record and it just pops up. Um, but yeah, all your other shows, you kind of just have to pay attention to when they're coming back. Like I got confused, you know, because the, 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 they always promote it's on Paramount, Paramount network, Paramount plus, and you don't like, I've got YouTube TV as well. Very, very cool service, by the way. Uh, even though networks keep dropping off, which dr- drives me nuts. Like you pay for the service and then you'll get an email that says it's no longer carrying, you know, G4 TV or whatever. Not like I watched it, but I'm like, okay, well then shouldn't you like shave a dollar off what I pay you? <laughs> <laughs> like you're, you're offering me less services. Should I, should I not pay less? But the service is really good because it's almost like smart television. It, it starts to learn what you like to watch and then it'll put up at the top. I mean, literally, I'm only watching a handful of things. It's either poker, football, wrestling, or now Yellowstone. Mm. And Paramount Plus is, uh, or Paramount is on YouTube TV. So I went to, and this is another thing, is that these, these, these networks, they have a couple different apps. They have a normal app, and then they have a Plus app. So I think Paramount has two apps. They have a normal app and they have a Paramount Plus app. I forgot that I had a Paramount Plus subscription. So when season five premiere came out last weekend, I was on the Paramount app and it wouldn't let me watch the new episode. And I was upset. I was like, how do I find this thing? How do I find this thing? I was like, I'm going insane. But like, I don't know why I was so stressed out. I live in a world where it doesn't, you don't have to be on time to watch TV anymore. You don't. You can watch whenever you want. So it was like, it was like 8.07 and I'm freaking out. I'm losing, I'm missing the first, second, seven minutes. What the fuck? Gotta find it. Gotta find it. I gotta find my Yellowstone. So I went to YouTube TV and lo and behold, it knew that I wanted to watch it and it was right there. But for some reason, I couldn't go back to the beginning. So I was like 15 minutes shaved off the front. Uh, but I was able to watch uh, the rest of it to, to talk with uh, John uh, on, on Wednesday, which was a fantastic conversation. I wish I could add him on longer, but truth be told, I was having some technical difficulties on my side, so I had to end it early, which kind of sucked because I could have gone another 20 minutes with that guy. I, I could talk forever about the show. The show is the best show that's ever been done. Ever, ever. It really has. The the character, the the, the the character, the writing for the characters, the character building process on the show is remarkable. But I really do hope that they don't go too long. We were talking about that uh, with John is, you know, I asked him, is like, you know, when's it supposed to, when do you think it's going to be done? Will be there, will there be a next season? And he said, um, there's, you know, it's, it was it was written for five seasons, but because of its popularity, they're going to stretch it and they can. I mean, they, they've got the content. It's, it's not like it's dying out where it's getting old. At least I don't think it is. 
So there's been talks of definitely a season six. Hmm. I don't know if you can go 10 seasons. I mean, look what it did to The Walking Dead. It, it, it People just, are still watching that. My friend told me the other night, like, I got to go. I got to watch The Walking Dead. And I'm like, watch what? Yeah, but I mean, how, how many people are watching The Walking Dead now compared to what they were like five years ago or six years ago? Yeah. Not, I have no idea. I didn't watch yeah. it then or now. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, Walking Dead obviously died out, but I think it's because that, you know, the zombie topic kind of got old. Yeah. But Yellowstone doesn't really have that kind of, like, thing. So it's just, like, a good show, I guess. So so maybe it could survive. But, you know, at some point it'll probably jump the shark and they'll do something, like, ridiculous. And they're like, all right, I'm done with this. Well, the, the Yellowstone, I mean, people are trying to make more of it than what it is. They're They're trying to make it you know, where perception is reality, where art represents, what is it, art imitates life, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing, you know, because you've got the good old America, the Wild West, and there's a family in office. They're trying to make comparisons, which that's not why they're, I mean, if you read up on Yellowstone, there's no hidden message behind, behind it. The only message behind Yellowstone, and it's been very clear from the writer, Taylor Sheridan, is that he wants to bring, and you look at, and again, John and I talked about this, you look at the other movies he's done, they showcase um, the, the, the Native American, they showcase the landowners, the farmers, and these people that live in, in, in unbuilt America, right? And that's the way they want it. But because of everyone else that lives in the highly populated and highly polluted places like California and New York, and they've got money, they look at these places like their playground, their toy, and they just go out there and they want to build, build, build. These people don't want that. Not everybody wants to live in a concrete jungle. And and, and I totally agree with that. It's, it's nice to go on vacation, you know, like, but I, I wouldn't go to somebody else's home state and house and go, oh my God, look at, you know, I can buy a hundred acres of land here. I think I want to put an airport up. I mean, but there's the business sense that's like, oh, what's well, untapped land? So you have the yin and the yang. And that's what it's about. It's about showcasing the ranchers in this country and how they fight every day just to survive. And they're happy with the life that they have. But people from the other cities, the big metros, are making life more impossible for them because they're infiltrating their home. But isn't it like kind of ironic that aren't they the rich, wealthy people now? I mean, not you know, the same as the people that are trying to come in, but the Duntons, don't they have a shit ton of money from kind of taking advantage of the land and, and everything else and, and being a little bit uh, uh, nefarious with, like, political stuff? Well, like they're so, just as bad, right? So they don't, you know, they, they make it very clear. Kevin Costner's character, John Dut- Dutton, makes it very clear that they don't have as much money as what people think they have. Like, that's the whole reason why he became governor is so he didn't lose his ranch. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's really fucking shady. But he's been very honest about it. I mean, he, like, the, the whole thing in this next season is that he's now governor of Montana, and he ran on on the, the mantra of, I don't want to be governor. The only reason I'm, I'm, I'm going to be governor is to save my ranch. And in turn, I'm going to save my ranch, I'm going to save yours. That's the only reason I'm here. He's very, very honest about it, which is great. You know, and, <laughs> and, and so... Yeah, they're making a living, but they've also been on that land. You know, you've got the prequel with Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. And then I think there's another one that's coming out, a spinoff with Harrison Ford. 
I don't know where that takes place, but they're all like 1843 and all these different things. So there's like history on the land. It's not like the Duttons just showed up and bought it. He's been ranching since he was born and his father was a rancher and his father's father was a rancher. And he's just trying to keep the family name and the family brand alive. Now there are ranchers that make a lot of money, but they, they're not, they're, they're doing it with cattle and they're, they're providing for people outside, you know, with cattle and horses and sheep and cows and all that kind of shit. You know, you not watched any of it? No, it's not my cup of tea. But how do you know you haven't watched it? I don't like rancher movies, cowboys, Indians, horses. I don't, I don't really watch stuff like that. But, but it's more, the, the character, Beth, his daughter, mm-hmm. is without a doubt one of the best, especially female characters, ever to grace a television screen. You would love her character. Probably, but I get bored easy with stuff like that. I tried to watch a show similar to that with a, a family trying to save their family business, and, and they did sugar caning. And I watched like a season, and I just fell off. No, just, you got just promise me you'll watch an episode. I'll watch season one, episode one. Yeah, there you go. That's all you got to do. That's it. Maybe slip in a little bit of two, but the, the, the it's it's really, really good. I promise you. Season one, episode one. I always agree to that. But it, but it's it's the number it's the number one show in America. I mean, I don't care. Well, you should care. I mean, that that should tell you something, right? That means that people like it. it doesn't mean I'll like it. No, but I'm saying if if that many people like it, there's a good chance you like uh, it. Uh, everybody watched Game of Thrones. It was the number one show. You didn't watch that. I tried. I tried. I really did. But I, I it's not because I didn't like the show. It's I got into it too late, and I tried to go back because Nate was pushing me on it, and I just I, I just can't keep up. I went back. You got to Yellowstone too late. It's like five seasons in. <laughs> okay, so the now the Yellowstone thing was my COVID binge. So the only reason I wanted to watch Yellowstone, but I kind of thought the same thing. Like, I don't mind the cowboy movies and stuff, but I'm, I'm not all in on them, right? I just, right. I'm, I'm not a, they're okay, but it's kind of the same <laughs> story. You know, it's just got to be really good. Like Django Unchained was a good cowboy movie. Tombstone obviously is, a cowboy movie you can watch at any time of your life. Um, you know, Cool Hand Luke, you know, the, like the old school ones, the spaghetti westerns, and I don't know. It's just, I'm not all in on them, right? Right. I I watched this because so many people were telling me to watch it. And yeah. I was like, I'm not going to, I got to find a time. I got to find a time. Then I got COVID. And then I was like, I got to find something to watch. I think it was our buddy, Steve McCollum. He's like, you know, why don't you just binge, why don't you just binge Yellowstone? I said, how do I do that? He says, go here. So I went there and I started watching and I, I was so happy I had COVID. I, I was like, no, I'm in here for another four days. All right. Just leave me alone. <laughs> it was good. It was, it was really good. I, I, I have a very short attention span. So when these shows pop up, I'm either all in or not. And when I'm all in, it changes my world. So, like, I adapt to the show. And then if I'm in on the show and then I fall off the, ban- I fall off the bandwagon, I fall off the, fall off the truck, the wagon, then uh, I feel guilty. Like Walking Dead. I-, I watched every single episode up until whatever season, and now they have, like, the last couple episodes. I don't even know when they show them. Like, I tried to turn it on one day, and I was like, well, I don't even- who is that guy? <laughs> you definitely can't just skip to the end of the walking dead you'll be super lost well, i think i've ma- i think i've missed the last two seasons it just got kind of got old after a while but yellowstone you know they have a bad guy every season and people die and people fight 
And they have offset stories. They have secondary stories. They have third stories, fourth stories, fifth stories. They have all those different things. Um, but this one's interesting how they've turned it into a whole new spiel where he's governor. And there's politics involved. Mm. Uh, so, and there's some shadiness going on and some backdoor deals. You know, I, I think that it really probably hits a chord with the, the, the boomers that grew up on Dallas in the 80s. You know, I could see mm-hmm. some type of kind of comparison to Jr. and John Dutton a little bit. Right. You know, even though they don't have Jr. money. Uh, and, and, and John Dutton's more of a badass than Jr. was ever. But I, I can see that there's, you know, people digging that. Okay. I'm going to give it a shot. Season one, episode one. Do you have any questions about it? Would you like no. to ask? I have no questions about it. You have a problem talking about something you know nothing about. No, I don't. You do. I've noticed that. <laughs> You've got to get better at that. You have got to get better at asking questions. What do I always tell you? File what? What do I say? You probably don't even remember. And I've said file it. File five questions. Five things. File five things. If you have no idea and you get lost, you file five things. Mm-hmm. So that. during that time, what are the five things you filed? From Yellowstone? For me, just having that conversation about Yellowstone, for um, the most part, by myself. great character building. In Yellowstone, that you like, give feel- me an example of a great character, Jason. Go ahead, second one. Okay, so the second thing that you said was that it was only supposed to be five seasons, but because of the popularity, it's probably going to go into six. Yeah, how many seasons do you think it'll last, or can it last, Jason? Go ahead. What's the third one? All right. Then you said that there's a female character in the show that you think um, I would really like because she's a great character. She has great storylines. So why would I like her so much? What, does she remind me of you? All right, what's the fourth thing? (laughs) Um, You like the spin that they put on him actually being a mayor and saving his ranch and being upfront and honest about why he's doing it. Okay, missed that when he's the governor, number five. I mean, governor, what I say, mayor, governor. He's running for a political office. And you also said that you thought it was a good thing that they threw that in there to add to the storyline. Yeah, okay. I'm just trying to help you out, you know. I'm paying attention. You have I a, know what you said. I'm not saying you're not paying attention. You just have a problem talking about things you know nothing about. You do. I, I, as I'm just telling you, you do. Okay. It's a fact. You can disagree with me all you want, but I know you don't. I talk about a lot of things that I don't no. know about on this show. Yeah, when you go to work in your normal life, and you run into somebody and they have a conversation with you, take a step back and go, did I have a conversation about what they were talking about or did I have a conversation about what I want to talk about? And I guarantee 9 out of 10, if not 10 out of 10 times, it's going to be about what you want to talk about and not what they're talking about. Because you don't know how to talk about what other people want to talk about. You've, you struggle with it. Oh, okay. So I'm just saying, moving down the road, moving forward, things in the future, might want to uh, change that a little bit. Okay. It could be very, very helpful and very beneficial for you. Understood. Just my two cents. Now, so how, so how far are you into the new season? Well, there's only one uh, episode. There's oh, no, is, is, yeah, oh, they just release one at a time? Yeah, that's the other thing is that I was going to quickly bring up is we've had the conversation of these shows like Cobra Kai releasing them all, and then you're done, and then you're like, oh, my God, I can't wait for the next season. And they do it every, like, six months or something, I guess, I think. Or maybe they do it. No, actually, they wait a year. I believe they wait a year. So this one they do every week, weekend. And I don't. I still don't know whether I like releasing all of them at once or not. But you would have to, like, the season premiere was, like, two hours long. You would have, yeah. to, you would have to invest an entire week in order to binge watch this. Is every episode two hours long? No, no, no. Just, just the premiere. Opener? Yeah, it was just the premiere. 
Nikki, you should make a trade. You you will you will watch uh, Yellowstone if he watches a show you think he should watch. That's fair. I'll totally do that. Okay, I'll think of a she show. She watches some shit programming, though, dude. I watch really good programming. <laughs> I, I still think you'd like Game of Thrones. It's it's about, like... Oh, I agree. Like, uh, underhanded thinking and, like, trying mm-hmm. to... Like, this guy's trying to fuck this guy over, but then he did this to this person. It's like you're trying to connect the dots. I think you'd enjoy it. I agree. I agree. If I if I find the time, that's uh, I de- definitely want to get in on that. The movie that you All just right. went and saw this weekend... Ticket, um, ticket to Paradise. There's a show on Netflix that is that same premise almost exactly, and it's called From Scratch. It's called From Scratch? From Scratch. Is it a reality show or is it a movie? No, it's a series. Oh, it's a series. Okay, gotcha. In movie form where this girl lost school. She's going to law school. Yeah. She leaves for a year to go to Italy to study art, mm-hmm. falls in love with this Italian guy. Oh, it sounds her like a great show. mom and dad mm-hmm. are trying to talk her out of this because they wanted to go back to law school. Sounds just Same like the movie. Thing. yeah. I'm going to watch the scratch. Are, are you watching the scratch? From scratch, yes. If I, I'm, we're both now watching from scratch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start from scratch. <laughs> from scratch. I'm going to... Uh, Season one, episode Rach one. is going to love you for it. She will. You know what I? Yeah. You know. You know what? She's got. She's got a show. She's got her own show that I don't like. What is it called? It's called You. And it's, oh, I love you. It's like a fucking. Oh yeah. It's oh, like I love a you. Fucking. It's like porn meets Dexter. <laughs> and, yep. and, and you would think that you would that I would like it, right? Like a guy would. like I mean, there's a lot of banging going on. I mean, this it's like there's a lot of. So I just. I don't know. I didn't like the narration. I didn't like the character. I just, I, I didn't like any of it. I, I just got bored with it very, very quickly. So I always fall, most of the time, fall asleep before Rach. I'll wake up, you know, out of a dead sleep, which I hate. And she's sitting there watching, you know, this woman masturbating on TV or this guy <laughs> fucking someone else's wife and his wife is watching. And, and I t- I'm like, what are you watching right now? <laughs> She's like, what's that movie? That's like part of it, but it, it it's not all about sex. I mean, that's a, a facet of the show, but it's not all about that. It, it is. That was a good description. It's like Dexter. Yeah. Uh, the, he's, I mean, he's killing people and people he cares about. You think that that would uh, entice you? Well, I'll tell you, every time that I turn it on, either someone's masturbating or banging. That's what's happening every You're time. Good, good and, and what's the problem? Well, it should, I mean, like if your wife woke up and every time she woke up and you're watching a show and that's on TV, there's going to be some questions that are going to be thrown around. I mean, they're like, what do you, like, just roll over. You know, we can do those kind of things. <laughs> there, there is a, there is a, a show. It's not a series. It's a show. It's called Orgasm Inc. And one of our listeners suggested that I watch it on, on, I think the two percenters Facebook group. And so I did, and holy shit, this is mind blowing. It's it's actually based off of a company called One Taste. What did you watch it on? It's on Netflix. Oh, founded by this woman Nicole Dedon, and it, I mean it's a fairly recent thing, you know. So um, they closed their doors in 2018. And all their U.S. locations. But it's a business. This is what Wiki says it is. It's a business dedicated to teaching the practices of orgasmic meditation and slow sex. Though it embraces ideas based in European philosophy, the uh, central focus is female orgasm. Through orgasmic meditation practice, uh, it was founded by Nicole Dedone. So what they 
this was a big like this was the next coming no pun intended uh, <laughs> of of it's almost like a pyramid scheme so what this woman did again she's and this is a woman running what they some people call as a cult you know which you don't you don't see a lot of women run cults no. right so this woman who's got kind of a shady background i mean she's got an education but she also i think was a stripper you know, and she's worked in that world. I think she was abused at one time. I think she was sexually abused as a child. So she's got some demons and some skeletons, right? She starts this idea, this company that, you know, and it's okay to talk about sex. It's okay to talk for women to talk about orgasms. Once you orgasm properly for a female, then everything else opens up. And there's an energy that the woman will give off that will open up doors to help your life. Almost kind of like you're 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 clear, you're pure, you can see things now. Oh. So she would have these sessions where she would have these guys that were called master strokers. And people right. people would pay to go in and watch these guys stroke the clitoris of this woman a certain way. And watch her orgasm a certain way where it wasn't your normal orgasm, which if you were to ask a guy what a normal female orgasm is, I'm pretty sure 90% of women would say, oh, yeah, that's the one you guys say. Yeah. <laughs> Am I right? Right. That's correct. There, there's, there's two different types of orgasms for there women. Is. There's the one they want the guy to see to turn the guy on to make them feel better about themselves. <laughs> right. That's the one most of us see exactly. often, or we try to see often. Mm -hmm. uh, and that can be broken up into two categories, real and fake. Real and fake. Then Mostly there, fake. Then there's the real orgasm, and that's what she's talking about, where you don't do all this screaming and, oh, my God, and, oh, my God. It's your body just quivers, mm -hmm. and you go into this, like, euphoric state. And you can't breathe, really, so you can't make all that noise anyways. That's that's what she's talking about. <laughs> so she turned this into a business practice where she was charging people, some people up to upwards of, like, $30,000, $40,000 for these retreats. Were they actually being stroked or just hurt? If, if you wanted to be stroked, you could be stroked. Wow. And so then they turned into sex parties. And then they all lived in the same house. And so I think it was like in San Francisco. And then she started yeah, opening so up locations across the, the, the world. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so a cult. <laughs> yeah, that's that so they in this in the show Orgasm Inc., they have a bunch of her former employees. And they talk about, you know, what it was like working there. And, you know, at first it, and, and most of the people that they talk to, they all kind of have the same thing. They were loners. They couldn't get laid. They worked in the tech world. They were nerdy, not the most attractive people. The women actually were fairly attractive, ironically enough. Hmm. But the guys were just meatballs. <laughs> hey, as long as they got meaty fingers, nobody cares. So the, the one guy in particular, I would love to have him on if, if we ever get an opportunity to hunt him down. And I forget his name, but if you watch it, he looks like the... Um, What's the guy from the Monsters with the bald head, like Gouch or Orch or Urch? Lurch, oh, Lurch, uh, Lurch, Lurch. Lurch. Oh, oh, wait, no, the, Lurch is the big tall guy, though. Uh, was it Uncle Fester? Uncle Fester, thank you. I'm sorry, Uncle Fester. He looked like Uncle Fester. And this guy's just odd looking, right? But he's, like, cool. They, like, he was, you could tell he was a total fucking nerd, and then he got into this cult, 
and now he's out of this cult and he's into BD, BDM and weird shit now. BDSM. BDSM. And he's, uh, he, he's still weird looking, but kind of cool. <laughs> it's just, you gotta, you, you'll know what I mean when you watch the show. And he talks about, you know, before he found out about, it's called One Taste, which is kind of like Evermoist from Pitch Perfect. Like, yeah. It's just kind of gross. And, yeah, yeah. And, and so he talks about, you know, I was, in, I was in the tech world. I think he was a computer repair guy. He lives in San Francisco. He's part of that whole scene. And, you know, it's a different world in San Francisco. It's a different world when you're in the tech world, right? You have different people that you associate with, and it's just different than probably what most of you guys or me are, are used to. They're different people and nothing, nothing, nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying they're different people, but they're, they're kind of nerdy, which makes them who they are. And with nerdiness comes the lack of social skills and none of these people had social skills. So they could never get, he was like, I just wanted to get laid. So he sees this thing for this one taste. And he's like, well, this is, if I pay, for, I mean, it's like prostitution. It's like, I'm yeah. definitely going to get laid. So he starts going into the classes. Like, why would a guy need to go to a company for classes regarding women having an orgasm. So supposedly they're teaching guys how to do this to women, how to stroke properly. And then you get to the point where you actually can be an instructor, kind of like a yoga instructor. Oh, yeah, I see him. He does look kind of cool yet weird. He doesn't have eyebrows. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? Like it was, he's, he's like all in black. And yeah, he doesn't have eyebrows. So uh, then you could become a master stroker. And you would go up there and you would, you know, pretty much finger bang these women in, in this right way to have them have an orgasm. And they're talking to these guys and they're like, they come across as very professional. And they're like, yeah, well, you got to make sure, you know, you're doing this and you're, you're doing that. And, you know, it's like, how do you do that and not get aroused? Like, it, it's just, you know, they're, and they're fully clothed. And they're just sitting there and the little girl's like, there's no way that you don't get aroused. Like, you have to afterwards go, okay, it's time for somebody to take care of me. Me <laughs> <Yeah>. next. <laughs> I picture it like that uh, couple's retreat. Remember the movie uh, oh, with yeah. the dude in the, the Speedos, like, stretching what's her name out, and the husband's sitting there watching? That's, Hank, the that's, that's Hank Azario. Uh, I don't think it is. Uh, that's in... Um, Along came Polly. He's in that one. Yeah, and he's the same guy. He's like, "Hello, you know, you come up here. We're gonna do yoga." You know, boom, 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 boom. Same guy. Uh, I don't think it is. I'm telling you, same guy from Oh Hippopotamus, Ruben. Let me tell you the story of the Hippopotamus. That's who you're talking about, right? Uh, the guy from Along Came Polly, yes. They, yeah. they think they look similar, but I don't think it's the same guy. You uh, you in for scuba, Ruben? You want scuba? It's the same guy. I'm telling you, it's the same guy. No, his name is Gene Reno. That's the guy you're thinking of, I believe. Then who's the guy in Along Came Polly? He's Hank Azaria. Dude, that's a fucking doppelganger. No way. <laughs> there is. I thought I looked that up. That's yeah, I mean, holy the guy, the rip guy that comes out of the water. That's who you're yeah. talking about. Oh, wait, no, that is Carlos Ponce. What the fuck? This whole time. Yeah, he's a Puerto Rican actor. He's good. He's good. Yeah. But but they do play basically the same character. No, exactly the same character. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they look exactly the same. That's, that's nuts. So, yeah, it, it, I think couples would also go to this thing, you know, in, in order to try to, 
you know, fix some things in the bedroom and, and stuff like 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 there there are. I mean, you can find on the internet, like if you're a couple and you're having, um, you know, issues. I mean, sex sex is an important part of a relationship. It's relationships are made up of a couple different things, but once the sex goes, the relationship's done. You know, yeah, I agree with that. Financial issues, you know, and and I've <laughs> I've had that problem. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've and, and I've been the one not to be as sexually active as the girl wanted to be. Um, just, why are you like that? Well, I'm not like that. I was like that. With that person. With that it person. Was something about them. It was, yeah, it was something about them. It was, so no, it was something about me, but yeah, something about them. I don't know. I've heard you say before that, like, Rach is always trying to hump on you and you're like, give me a break. <sighs> well, now that I'm doing that testosterone maintenance, I'm good. Oh. Yeah, that helps out a, a, a lot. Needed a boost. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. But, you know, when you have five dogs in your bed, it gets weird. Especially, <laughs> yeah. especially when one's licking your butthole during the middle of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he has his own cult called One Lick. <laughs> <laughs> Face the taste. So, uh, let's see. Nicole Dedone is an American sex cult leader. Um, she holds a bachelor's degree in gender communication from San Francisco University. She falsely claims to have studied with teachers of yoga, Kabbalah, Buddhist meditation, uh, who's, uh, but that's not true. Um, in 20, 2004, she became the founder and CEO of One Taste, the sexually focused wellness education company in San Francisco Bay Area. One Taste trademarked the orgasmic meditation procedure delivered through the company's classes. One Taste is currently under investigation by the FBI for prostitution, sex trafficking, and violations of labor law. So I think there were, like, in some of the instances, the girls were being forced into, um, forced, aggressively forced. I don't know if, like, force force, but I think even some maybe were forced into um, into having sex, you know. Yeah, or at least pressured against their will, maybe. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I said. They probably felt pressured or an outsider if they didn't do it because everyone else was doing it, that sort of thing. Yeah, but it's just crazy that a, that a woman started this. So, anyway, so uh, it was so weird. I don't know why this stuff happens. You know, like, you know, we always kind of comment of, like, I was thinking this, and the ad popped up on my phone or something like that. So we were watching this, this Orgasmic Inc., and I get this uh, private message on Facebook from one of our listeners and she's like, I don't know if you've seen that Orgasmic Inc. show yet on Netflix, but I signed up for it when they came to Atlanta. Whoa. I was like, what are the odds that this is happening right now? This is crazy, right? <laughs> so she goes, I ne- my, my husband and I decided not to go, but because it was maybe it was like too expensive or something. She says, but I do have the email from them if you want to see it. So she sends me the, uh, the emails, like a newsletter. And it says, uh, I became an owner, says to the name of the person, I became an owner of One Taste because the practice of OM, Nicole, and every single person here changed my life in the most profound way. Personally, it physically healed a chronic illness I lived with that doctors couldn't help with. This is coming from a woman. Her name is Anjuli, A-N-J-U-L-I. I guess she was kind of like OO'd. Like she would get a One Taste facility in Atlanta. Oh, and that's that's the pyramid scheme, right? Is that you license out the name, you practice. That's what yoga people do. I mean, it's legit with yoga, but you know, you learn how to do the type of yoga. That's you learn how to do the jujitsu that that company does, and then you open up your own shop, store, Just gym under, the name. under that name. Yep. 
And that's what she was doing. To see this drama called Orgasm, Inc., the story of one taste, a distortion of what one taste was by a sensation-seeking filmmaker and her business partners uh, perpetrating to uh, purporting, purporting to support women is infuriating. So... Oh, this, I guess, is a response to it or something. Maybe she emailed it. They, they were coming to Atlanta. Uh, about five years ago, I saw a special on Showtime, uh, Sex on the Fringe topics, one being about one taste. So one taste was featured on the Showtime show some years ago. I signed up for their email newsletter. Well, I only really re- read them every now and again. Fast forward to now, I see the Netflix special and was like, holy shit. Well, I just received a new email from them regarding the Netflix documentary. Okay, so this is something they just sent to her. Mm. Uh, I'd love to forward it to you uh, if you're going to talk about it on the show. And I said, oh, my God, this is crazy because I'm watching it right now. Yes, please forward it to me. So I gave her my email address. I said, did you ever go? She goes, no, I never had the guts to go. At first, I thought it would have been a fun date for me and my hubby. But after more research, I was thinking this just wasn't for us, if you get my gist. Yeah, just like different meetings. So they probably came to a city near you or they let people open up offices in the city you live in. And then you just go to whatever these meetings are, pay your $35,000 and get stroked. Well, there were different tiers. You could go, you could go for, there were some that you could go for free and then it worked its way all the way up to Mm $36,000. And she took, you know, there's a lot of similarities with what, she did with one taste is what L. Ron Hubbard does or did with Scientology is cashing in on the celebrity aspect of it. Yes. So during this boom of one taste, when it was quote unquote legit, she was featured on every single morning show, not radio, but national television morning show. Gwyneth Paltrow had her on her podcast. Gwyneth Paltrow was a big supporter of this, and then she would be pictured with different celebrities. She then got investors, big name investors, big money investors. Yeah, I saw her with Chloe Kardashian. The Kardashians mm-hmm. were involved in this at one point in time, um, and then you know when it, it was when a couple people started to you know leak out what's going on and how they were disgruntled and unhappy, and then they were starting to say, "Hey, this is what's happening." Then that's when everything came down. So, you know, but you know, like. Where's where's the line? I mean, you, you're signing up. You know what you're signing up for, right? You're signing up to be stroked or be a stroker. Yes. You know it's all about sex. And you know it's a group of people. And you, like, even these, you know, I don't know how many people that, they all lived in a house, including Nicole. They, they all lived together. And they would have these, like, freaky orgy parties. Like, you know what you're signing up for, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah. Mm. But it's the forceful stuff that'll get you. I'm sure there's some tax evasion stuff probably involved. You know, that's usually when the feds get involved and that's how they find you is through the money trail. Was any of the women who lived in his house like young girls, like the Epstein thing, like when they brought them in no. there, they were underage? No, I don't, I, I don't remember, okay. unless I missed it, but I don't remember that being an issue. I think everybody w- was an adult. And the women, the women were actually, you know, they weren't ugly, at least the women that were, were featured on there. I mean, there were some that, you know, it's like, oof. But, <laughs> but for the most part, they were like the younger girls were kind of hot, you know. So, 
Yeah, like most most cults, they start off as like a religious aspect, and then you know when it goes south, it's like the guy starts banging all the the women in the cult or whatever. This is like skip that part entirely. It's like yeah, we just have a sex cult. This is basically what we got here. <laughs> well, they, and they address this in the show. They say at the at the beginning of it, it was all strictly about the orgasm. But what she realized that she needed to do in order to reach a more mainstream audience, and she was just like anyone else in these types of positions. She was very good in front of people. She always had an answer. She was a master manipulator. She checked off all of those boxes. Um, But she realized that she needed something more than just the sex. And, you know, in, in a lot of cases, like you were saying, you're absolutely correct, is that It'll start like this, but then religion will be tied in. And once religion's tied in, then there's a doctrine that you follow, which then gives the cult leader, you know, the the green light to do whatever he wants as long as it's written yep. or how he interprets what has been written. Right. You know, people misinterpret the Bible. I don't, to be honest with you, my personal opinion, I don't think anyone's ever interpreted the Bible the way that it's been it's supposed to be interpreted, you know, which makes our world fucking crazy. <laughs> So, because it's just a bunch of stories put into a book written a gazillion years ago, and we're supposed to figure out and read between the lines of language that doesn't even exist anymore in some situations. Anyway, so she then got the health and fitness world involved. So that was her that was her tag team partner, sex and fitness, sex and health. And once you start talking about health and fitness, especially for women, mm-hmm. then you have people's attention. And then you add in this new orgasmic meditation and a woman's going, oh shit, she's going to teach me how to orgasm to the point where I'm going to, you know, be better and feel better, feel better and be great. not have this going on upstairs or, you know, maybe help with a, an illness. And I'm sure some people it did, you know, and they were like the examples that they gave. Yeah. All you need is one person to give you a testimony and say, this worked for me and this is how. And people are all in. Just listening to you explain it in the beginning. I was like, that sounds interesting. And then I'm like, wait, it was a scam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my heart goes out to all of you who were depicted in this documentary without your consent, other than the handful of paid and self-promoting participants. Maybe we can find this person. Maybe, uh, maybe our friend can help us find... And, and and Julie, and Julie, and we're, Julie, and we're and Julie Gulia. Uh, I will <laughs> say openly to anyone who has watched the film or cares about its contents: these allegations are not true. I believe the filmmakers know this as well and decided to proceed anyway. We sent them the evidence showing the falsity of their narrative and their depiction. We will continue to press for the truth. We're doing everything in our power to correct false allegations and to get footage returned and out of the hands of those who have misappropriated and abused it. For months, we have appealed to Sarah, Lena, Netflix, and to those who supplied footage that wasn't theirs to sell or share. You may wish to reach out to them as well. Oof, that's dirty. That's passive aggressive right there. Mm-hmm. Reach out to the people we hate and let them know how much you, lay, you don't like them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think you can. Yeah, it looks like they, it looks like they filed an injunction and it got denied by a judge. I'm absolutely committed to continuing to give everyone, especially women, access to OM eros and power. Forgive the eros. OM is orgasmic meditation. Mm. If you want to know what's next, check out the OM app and read Nicole's latest work, The Age of Eros Manifesto, at OneTaste dot 
U.S. You know, and here's the thing is that, I, I, and I've said this before, actually, I think I just said it recently on one of our episodes, is documentaries are not in the middle. Documentaries are one way or the other. There's no doubt about it. Documentaries are the idea, views, ideals, the view, the vision through the documentarian yep. and how they feel. So, and, and you have to have a, if you don't, it's not a document, docu, documentary, doc, documentary, documentary. Thank you. You have to have a, a, a path, right? You have to have a, a viewpoint, a viewpoint. You yes. have to be going somewhere. You have to have an opinion. Um, and that's what gets us one way or the other. So if they disagree with everything that was said, then they have every right to, because we, there's no doubt we're hearing it from the jaded side of things. Then they got to make their own documentary. Now. Right. Exactly. They, they, they should defend it. Yeah. They should defend it. They should, you know, be on any place, podcast, radio, television that they possibly can be on and talk about it and talk about how much bullshit the orgasm or, or orgasm ink is. If that's in fact, you know, but you can ask them questions like, you know, they had footage of a room full of people watching this guy stroke Nicole. Actually, it was in one of them. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? And then you're like, how much did you pay for this? And then you ask you, then you got to ask yourself, how much would you pay for it? That's what I was sitting over here thinking. I definitely wouldn't pay no $30,000, but I might go pop in on one of the free sessions and see what they were talking about. What, what if I said you could come to a meeting and listen to a man and a woman talk about how to properly do orgas orgasm meditation, and you would see an example of him stroking her properly. <laughs> how much would you pay? A thousand? No. Less? I, I would only go to the free session initially. I don't know. I want I don't want to pay any money for that. No, Nate, how much no, you it's it's nothing. It's free on the internet. Why would you do that? Yeah, but I mean this is a freaky fucking experience, dude. I mean, the internet's <laughs> one thing, but dude, to be in a room and to be around all these people and you like look to the guy to your left and he's like, Oh You didn't want to pay for me to go to that sex party here. Oh, I'm not saying I would pay. I'm just saying I I, I, I think it's it's enticing for as people. As much as you wanted to see what she was doing in there, you were like, "We ain't paying you." Oh, nobody. Wants I mean, to yeah, pay I, who who wouldn't want to pay thirty thousand to see people have sex with their clothes on? <laughs> what, what, what sex party did I not pay for? The girl we had on air who did that big sex orgy party here in Atlanta that got national attention, mm -hmm. and all those people paid her. all that money to go have this sex party that's supposed to be so exclusive. You couldn't have it was a scam, phones. wasn't it? It wasn't a scam. People came, people showed up. She made a lot of money. The girl, Sydney sure. Green. Sydney Green. Yeah. What's and she doing now? Five to ten? No, she's over in Mexico doing it over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Where in Mexico? I think she is in... She could be, but I think she's in Cancun area, to be honest. That's not that far from Wait, who me. is this? That's a, the, the girl. Sydney Green we had on the show. Remember we had Oh, yeah, she's in Playa del Carmen. I talked to her. She came to town. <laughs> what? Is she doing her sex parties there? Um, She wasn't when she was here, but she was looking. I, I think she was looking to try to set something up. But she was in one of my um my WhatsApp groups. And I, I since I had her name saved in my phone, it showed who she was in the group instead of just the phone number. So I messaged her and I was like, hey, what's up? And I sent her the picture when she was in studio. And she was like, oh, yeah, I remember you. So I told her to hit me up if she needed any help while she's down here. But I hadn't heard from her. Do you still talk to her? <laughs> no, just on Facebook. No. So that's how I knew she was in Mexico. Why don't you reach out to her and ask her? 
ask her if she's going to do a party there? Yeah, just to see what she's up to. Yeah, it was I, an interesting I, I, story. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm, not that I'm going to go, but I'm just curious. <laughs> Nate might go. Do, do you, Nate? Do you have uh, Doctor Sadie Allison's contact information? Mm, maybe. Let me look. I thought you did. I thought we had her cell phone number because she's friends with Nicole Dedone on Twitter. Oh. And I was like, well, I, she's in the same kind of business. I could see those two having some type of connection. They probably do. And, uh, I mean, I would love to get her on just to have her explain it to me. I think it would be great. Anyway, all right, so watch that. Yellowstone and Orgasm, Inc. Those are the two that you need to watch. (laughs) Do it in any order, okay? (laughs) Whatever order you want to do. All right, uh, everything's better with fuck? No. Whatever we do, it's better with fuck! What? Everything's better with the fuck! Are you ready to give a fuck about your health and have an orgasm? No. Check out Chef Erica, ericanicoleday.com. Experienced culinary medicine consultant and private chef. She has a medical and high-end restaurant background. She is available for you and only you and your friends and the millions that listen. On consulting for meal planning or maybe even weight loss, helping with medical conditions, strict macros, maybe you're into bodybuilding or big-time fitness, she does it all, and she can help you out. And it really just starts with the nutrition. Uh, anybody will tell you that, and she can help you there. Uh, EricaNicoleDay.com, E-R-I-C-A. NicoleDay.com, Chef Erica. All right, because we're talking about Yellowstone, I figured I'd do a tie-in with Everything's Better with Fuck with Kevin Costner, since he plays John Dutton, the lead in Yellowstone, and I will take one of the classics from Kevin Costner, which would be, of course, Nikki. The Bodyguard. No. Good one, though. (laughs) Nate? Uh, The Bodyguard 2. No, I don't even know if that exists. How about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? Robin Hood, Prince really? of Thieves. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. Brian Adams, everything I do. Oh, no. I love you. I do it for you. I do it for you. Right? That's, that's the Robin Hood? Yeah, that's the song. Oh. What There's no hands like no hands. I know the song. I know the song. Hold on, let me pull up the lyrics. I can give you a good sing-along. Uh, look into my eyes. Yeah, look into my what eyes. You, well, you will see what you what mean, you mean to, me. to me. Search your heart. Search your soul. Search your soul. I think we're on a delay. You'll find me there. You will search no more. Don't tell me it's not worth fighting for. We should get. We should do a band. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty damn good. I like it. I know that song. All right. So that's the movie. All right. So I've got three clips one to 10, 10 being the best. You guys judge. It'll be Nate and Nikki, and uh, the best one gets played again. That'll be the winner. Here we go. You wish to end this? What are you? Yeah. Right. You wish to go home? Yeah. All right. All right. Then we must stop fucking amongst ourselves. And face it, the price for it may be dear. And I, for one, would rather fuck than to spend my life in hiding. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I got a fuck laugh from Nikki D. That doesn't happen very often. Wow, look at you. Okay. Nate, what do you got? 
Um, I like the the two fucks. Um, so I'll start off with a seven. It was good. All right, Nikki. I really like that clip, and I like the last one the best because he said he'd rather f his way into hiding. So I'm going to give that a nine. Whoa, a nine on the first one. Okay, <laughs> got a lot of making up to do. Here's the second one. All right, then fine. Raise the bounty on his head. Twenty-five thousand crowns. Begging your pardon, sir. It won't do no good. How much you raise it? Really, scribe, and why is that? Because, sire, the poor, you see, he f***s them. They love him. <laughs> f***s the poor. No? no? Did you get a laugh? Okay. Nate? Yep, fucking the poor. Uh, I think I, I liked it a little bit better than the last one, so oh. I'll do eight. Ooh, okay. Nikki? I like that one as well. I'm giving it an eight. An eight. All right. Oh, we got a tie here. I really think you're gonna like this last one. <laughs> I, I don't do this on purpose. I don't save the best for last or anything, but this one's I really am very proud of this one. Okay, here we go. Hooded viper simply slithers into the forest. You, Myram, ten thirty tonight. You ten forty five. Bring a friend. Ten fuck forty five. Myram, ten thirty, fuck tonight. You, 10, fuck, 45, tonight. <laughs> oh, maybe I was alone in my... Okay, Nate? Uh, yeah, I like that one. I think I'm going to go nine on that one. I okay. do like the, uh, the the time in between. There we <laughs> go. Funny. All right, Nikki? That wasn't really my favorite one. I give that one seven. A seven. All right, well, that means we have a three-way tie. <laughs> <laughs> Play them all. <laughs> you could have you could have helped me out here and just given it an eight. I'll give it an eight. Okay, there we go. There's an eight. There we go. <laughs> I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. You got to work with me on this. You got to work with me on this. Okay, so here's the winner. Hooded viper simply slithers into the forest. You, Myram, ten thirty tonight. You, ten forty-five. Bring a friend. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Well, that does it. Uh, Let's get out of here. Nate, do you have anything before we leave? Happy Friday, fuckers. Happy Friday, fuckers. Uh, You know, you should try to find either uh, Jeff Lowe or the Sydney Green Chick and do one of these uh, beer chugs in harmony with them. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I was hoping maybe like when he starts to open his zoo up that uh, he'd let me do one there. That'd be cool with like a fucking tiger or something. Well, you can do one at the, <laughs> he, he runs the the little baby tiger place on the strip. Yeah, it's not uh, well received in most uh, animal loving circles. Oh, I'm sure. I know. That's why I was hesitant for Rach and the kids to go and do it. And I was like, I, I don't know. I told her, I was like, I don't know if you want to post that on Facebook. And they did it. And I was like, they didn't get any back. I don't think they got any backlash, but you're right. Yeah, I, I could see that. Totally see that. Uh, Nikki. Uh, orgasms and cowboys bring people together. Yes, they do. That is called Yellow Bone. Mm-hmm. It's a new documentary. Oh. Yeah. oh, I got another one. If, if you can't clean it, you lean it. Ah, there you go. <laughs> I like that. A lot covered this episode. Remember our website, please. Podcastthebs.com. We're always looking for premium Two percenters, that's you subscribers that have been with us since day one and continue to jump on. We can't thank you enough. That means you get commercial-free episodes. That means you get 
episodes before everyone else. So that's very, very helpful. If you're going to work and you want to listen, you'll have uh, all of our podcasts at the touch of your fingertips if you're a premium 2%er. Plus exclusive giveaways when we got them and uh, more things. You'll always be the first to know. I'll tell you that, all right? You can sign up if you choose, podcastthebs.com. It's very simple right there on the homepage. Also on our website, all of our social media. Please like and share. Be a part of our awesome social community. I mean, it gets a little quirky every now and again. Um, I know uh, Certain people only hear certain things that are said. They're not understanding the whole big picture, especially when it comes to politics. The dude got all upset because I said anybody that voted for Herschel Walker is an idiot. Oh, yeah. They're mad at you. But but he, did, but he didn't hear me talking about how Biden looks like the Crypt Keeper. You know, like nobody, like it's, al- it's almost impossible to be a middle-of-the-road guy, an independent like I am, because only one side hears one thing, and the other side, here's the other thing. And these are supposed to be tough guys with thick skins. And they've got the thinnest fucking pussy-ass skin I've ever seen. <laughs> it's a joke, you know? And I call everyone idiots. And this guy should know this because he's been around for a minute. That's my word. I call everyone idiots. Well, listen. It's they, endearing. They go on there, they say all these things, and they go in your inbox and apologize to you like the guy did me. Uh, well, this guy did not apologize. He nor nor do I think he will, because he's he's just, he's he's in his he's in his boots. He's ready to <laughs> he's ready to fight. Don't call me an idiot because I voted for a guy that's got concussion head. You know. Anyway, <laughs> and I said the other guy who's a damn snake oil salesman. I didn't say he's any better. That guy's got a past. To, he's got he's got a past just like Herschel's got a past. I wouldn't vote for any of them. That's why I didn't vote. That was the whole conversation because they're all dumb dumbs weirdos. Anyway. So follow us on social media. You get stuff like that. It's very exciting. But please, uh, we release a lot of content every day on our social media and these little clips, these little snaps, little video snaps. If you could share those with somebody in your network, some more people listen, just say, hey, give this show a shot. I think you'll really dig it. I'd appreciate it. We have a handful of you uh, two percenters that do that on a daily basis, and you're awesome. So if more people can do it, I don't know why more people can't do it. I mean, it literally takes two seconds. So, yeah, like. Literally, I mean, if you really like us, you just fucking share it and go, hey, you know, tag somebody in your network. Hey, Billy Bob, listen to this shit. It's pretty damn funny. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. All right. Uh, with that being said, thanks for the support. As always, have yourself a great, safe rest of your day. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, bye. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. Now. Get out of here.